Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, is. I'm going to beat you at this race! Luigi, everyone knows I'm the better racer! Oh, we're definitely going to beat the Toad, he's so stupid! Haha, <laughs> Toad is an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what's that? It's a green shell! Oh, then what's that I see up in the sky? It's a lightning, Mario! It's a lightning! Ah! It's a solid, Mario! 5,000 volts in my brain! I can't feel my legs, Mario! This Mario, oh. Oh, this Mario Kart Super Circuit is very tough! Oh, I don't like it whatsoever! Oh, oh, oh. Ah. I just saw a blue streak! Oh, gosh! Oh, 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 oh. It's lightning again! No, we can't oh. keep lightning anymore! Mario, I, I got to talk to you for a second, okay. I got an idea! What is it? Let's just uh, get out and uh, just beat the toad up! Right! <laughs> we come around and come on the next time. I'm gonna slip on my brakes right now! <laughs> And there you go, get the best of me to my mind! It's a chocolate! 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 Toad Jam, even. Uh, let's uh, listen to his podcast instead. What about that? Please hurry. <laughs> okay, let's do it now. It's gone. Let's Let's go, please. please. Wow. Always win in the death. Uh, we, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas from here from a Retro Bliss. This is your very special holiday episode of Retro Bliss. Thanks for joining us. You should be getting to listen to this right before you, uh, get around the Christmas tree, right before you look at what's inside your stockings, uh, right before Santa Claus has come to visit you to either giving you lumps of coal or, or a present you really want. Like one year, I got a Sega Genesis. Well, that was a good Christmas. It was a great Christmas. That's when I first played Sonic. It's pretty awesome. This really is a special episode. You're not just being hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. Nope. nope that's not a word. Is it? Uh, Hyperbowling. Hyper- You're not just hyperbowling this time. This is a special episode because it's Christmas time. It's hyperbowling. It feels like a sporting event. It is. Okay. It's Christmas time. Hyperbowl. It's uh, Mario Kart time. That's right. And uh, we got a little special Australian celebration planned as well. Oh, yeah. This is going to be an extra packed uh, episode of Retro Bliss. And yep. since it's an extra packed episode, we thought we need to make the show itself Extra packed with uh, host. Yes. This is flowing well. What I'm trying to say is Derek's here among it's us. It's very crowded around the microphone because it's a special episode. Yes. Yes. And to let people in on what's going on here, uh, we're in the Shire, in the uh-huh. basement of Trevor's house, It where it's cold. It's really cold. <laughs> so, to solve the coldness issue, Trevor thought he would be... You did this out of the kindness of your heart, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, generosity. It was. And got one of those... What do you call that thing? It's, it's a radiant a, heater. Yeah. Electric. It's an electric dish that rotates back and forth and blows hot 
Satan's breath on your neck. Yes. <laughs> and I gotta say, it works pretty well. Yeah. And, but it looks like something from space. <laughs> so it was like 57 degrees when we came down yeah. here. It was pretty cool to yeah. just be sitting around recording. We've got to take a picture of this thing. This bright orange just staring yeah. you in the it's, face. Yes, yeah, the eye of Sauron with, with a death ray that yeah. <laughs> burns the back of your head. Nothing says Christmas like uh, death ray Sauron. Yeah, that's right. Tons of food. We just have food everywhere here. That's right. Got some so, yellow, yellow, Pepsi. So we're going to do what everybody loves to hear on an audio format is uh-huh. listen to people eat. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do that later on the show. There's going to be an eating segment. <laughs> the most retroblist segment ever yeah, on the show. we're going to eat right on the microphone. Yeah. Normally you guys just come back from eating or talk about yeah. going to eating yeah. after the episode. This time you're just going to combine all your loves together yeah. and just go ahead and eat on the air. That's right. Why not do it all at the same time? And we're going to review the foods we eat, by the way. This is a very special segment. I'm I mean, excited about it. Other retro unknown, unnamed retro gaming podcast <laughs> will review things that don't really fit, that they shouldn't be doing, and they take, gosh, what, hours to do so before they get to the game. We're doing the game first, and then we're going to do that. Yeah, so you can turn it off when yeah. we're done talking about the so game. So we have, we have integrity. Or just fast forward to that part and get get over all this boring game stuff. Yeah. That's right. Now, uh, before we get into it, a really quick <laughs> Patreon uh, mention. Go to our Patreon. RetroBlist. Yep, there we go. And I will say real quick, just to uh, piggyback on that, Patreon, I know last time we mentioned that they kind of made a decision nobody liked. They've since went back and said they're not doing that. Yep. So, Nothing's uh, changing. Everything's the same. That's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all those patrons we have now, well, of course, we'll get to that at the end of the show, too. Thank you, guys. Uh, and yep. if you want to s- support us in any way, that's a good way to do it. And we appreciate anything we get. If you don't, we're going to quit after this episode. <laughs> yeah, this is our last yep. one, even though we have plans for after this. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, hey, who knows? Uh, okay. <laughs> Trevor, tell the ladies, tell the gents, tell the elves, okay. uh, tell Santa Claus. Keebler elf. And tell <laughs> all the elves, all the different elves, okay. from Legolas to the ones that work. To Link. <laughs> to Link. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is Link an elf? He probably is. He's got pointy He's ears. He's an elf boy. Yeah, yeah, his ears definitely are. But we can't say anybody with pointy ears is an elf, because then Spark's not an elf. That's true. He's a Vulcan. Maybe he is. Anybody with pointy ears, <clears throat> tell them all, what game did we play? All right, so Spock and Legolas, uh, today we played Mario Kart 64, the course the Sequel to Super Mario Kart. The first sense. 3D Mario Kart. 1997 Nintendo. Hmm. Nice. Very yeah. nice. That was well-rounded. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask you guys this. Now, of all the Mario Kart games, this is the one that I personally have the least experience with growing up. Well, that would make a really boring episode if I grew up playing this game. But we didn't. Oh, we didn't, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played... I mean, we played the... The contacts off the cart of the uh, Mario Kart for the Game Boy Advance. Was it Mario Kart Super Circuit? Super Circuit, yeah. Uh, we played that probably the most. And then down the line, the GameCube, Wii, Switch, all of them. But not this one for some reason. Well, kinda... we, we definitely started off with Super Mario Kart, the original. Yes. We played it quite a lot. Yes. Um, That's why this yeah. blows my mind that we re- we never really played this one. Because I think we would have liked it as kids. I don't understand. It's exactly what we said the other week when we said, why did we never own... Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game for yeah. the NES. No reason. We just didn't. Yeah. I guess we never found it cheap, honestly. That's probably what it is. Yes, um, we're cheap people. <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart 64 is like the Mario, the only Mario Kart that I pretty much totally missed out on. Because we started out with the Super Nintendo one. I'm just going to go through the line here because everybody yeah. wants to hear this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> There's eight like official releases, like main Mario games. you got your original one, uh-huh. which we played a lot. Mario 1. Then this one, which we never Mario really Kart played. Two. And then I suppose next will be the Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance, which we played all the time, like Derek said. And then would Mario Kart, oh, what's next? The GameCube one, Double Dash? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Then DS, Mario Kart DS, which was great. We played that a lot. Now, then you probably got the Wii one right after that, maybe. 
which we played some. And then the Wii U one, and then the one that's out for a Switch yeah. is a beefed up Wii U Well, one. You, missed, you missed Mario Kart 7, which was the 3DS one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't think of the handhelds because I never had those. Yeah. They were great. They, yeah. So then, of course, you got to, yeah, Mario Kart 8, which has been re-released for Switch. Yeah. And it's an incredibly awesome game. It's fantastic. Yeah. But that's well after our timeline here. Yeah. So we're this is number two out of eight <laughs> or nine <laughs> Mario Kart games. Now, not, not including the arcade versions. Right. Yeah, now, yeah. now, Nintendo does an amazing thing with their, with their game franchises, and that's... They'll, they'll keep the feel of the game, like every Mario mm-hmm. game feels like a Mario game, but they will do something to right. be innovative with the game itself. And I think they did the same with this game, and we'll get all into that when we get in the gameplay. Yeah. So guys, I guess let's just jump into it. Uh, Mario Kart 64, let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. Now, the graphics. We're going to go graphics first, because that's what I have written down here. Okay. <laughs> so it makes sense. Trevor, what? how did you think this game looked? Well... Um, we started out playing three-player split screen. Yes, which and I, I think was a mistake in hindsight. It was, yeah, because just the fact that this game—I mean, just the fact that it even lets you play with split screen with four players—pretty impressive. But the, the, but the split screen's kind of on the ugly side now. Yeah, uh, everything's really uh, a little bit grainy. Uh, really, it can be hard to tell what's going on. But when we we'll get into it. But once we got into like the, just the two player split screen or the single player, I still think it looks pretty good. I mean, you got to remember this is a '97 racing game. Yeah, um, I got to say, even for even with three people racing at the same time, despite what you said, and that's all true, I think it still does a, a pretty decent job for when this game came out of right. letting you all race. It's and be still able a to, Nintendo game. Yeah, one of the good ones. You know, yeah, there's still quality in that right. in that uh, three way screen, I guess. Right. Because we played quite a bit of that and. You know, for better or for worse, it it was playable. In in its yeah. day, to be able to play three players, you would have been happy to get that. It, you wouldn't have been disappointed at all, I don't think, in 97 or 98. But we're oh. reviewing it today. And especially for when, because uh, there's a lot of times <laughs> where we would play games, us three together, and we were just disappointed that we all three couldn't play at the same time. Right. Somebody would have to take turns, and that's just always how it was. So when the Nintendo 64 came out, and yeah. it already had that built-in where, you know, the four controllers could play at once... All we really wanted was games like GoldenEye or right. you know any of these games that will let more than one, more than two people play. So I think it did a pretty good job. It, it, it really was successful in what it did because this game came out. Um, it was almost a launch game. I won't go into more detail there because the Bliss Quiz is coming later. But it only it came out in February of '97, which is only a few months after launch. Um, the fact that you had a racing game you could play with split screen right off the bat was pretty awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think today. Uh, certainly with single player or just two player, the graphics totally are fine. They totally hold up. Would you count frame rate and speed as far as graphics? Or I would, yeah. Because I think that's the most important thing with racing game. I felt like it was a little bit, um, like it was pretty smooth in multiplayer. But I felt like with three players, whose frame rate was a little slow, but it was steady. But in single player or two player, I thought the sense of speed was really good. What do you think, Derek? Yeah, I think it's... Like, it didn't feel like you weren't driving along with three players, and then all of a sudden the game started chugging. It was just all the time it was, it was maybe, locked in. maybe 28 frames instead yeah. of 30 or something. Yeah. It which, was is just a smart a little, way, which is a smart way to go. Yeah, it's better than, yeah, just all of a sudden the game falling down on itself when you got something on screen. Yeah. But I yeah. think I think you raise a good point, though, in that the sense of speed with this one, to me, even single player, while it was slightly better, it wasn't, like, I never really felt a true sense of speed, personally, just from yeah. the looks of it. I mean, I did an okay job, 
But overall, I think later, which is not even really fair, but I think right. the later Mario Kart games did a much better job of that. Well, <clears throat> that's true. But I, I did. I don't know. I felt like uh, so when I played that Banshee Boardwalk track by myself, I thought, man, this is a quick game. And I don't know if it's because I was by myself or what, but <clears throat> I feel like if you did the, uh, well, here's the thing with Mario Kart, I've always loved playing 100 or 150 CC. Because I feel like it's just a little bit too slow if you do the 50. I feel like when you say that, since you're a nurse, you should stay stat afterwards. Stat. <laughs> um, but I don't feel like in this one that made a difference in speed. I think it was just difficulty. That's yeah. what it felt like. It sure didn't so, seem yeah. like, because like, we started out, because Trevor was one player, playing everything 150cc, so we're just getting thrashed by the mm-hmm. by the, yeah. <laughs> by the AI. And we'll get into that more when we get into gameplay. Yeah. Uh, so graphically, I guess, here, here's the best comparison we can make. Diddy Kong Racing is a game we've already covered. Right. Which, ironically, was the 64-bit kart racer that I played more and Derek played more. Yeah. Um, I feel like Diddy Kong Racing had the benefit of coming after Mario Kart. And I don't know. I think maybe it, uh, it had more charm or personality, maybe. I don't know. Here's the way I feel about the graphics in Mario Kart 64. They were coming off of the 16-bit era. They wanted to put out a 3D Mario Kart game. And to me, they checked all the boxes but it doesn't quite have the charm and personality of some of the later Mario Karts or of the original. That's for me. Well, I, I understand what the you're most saying. Part. But I will say this, I would cover this in graphics too. I think the track variation was really well, yeah. really well done. Like they all feel like different locations. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of these tracks I've actually never seen in later games because they have a history of re-releasing some of these tracks. Yeah. And some of them I kind of wish they would bring back in new, newer Mario Kart games personally. Yeah, the tracks have always been my favorite part of Mario Kart. And that's, oh, yeah. I mean, not to get on a tangent here, but that's why the new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for Switch is such a ridiculous uh, Christmas present for those who might get it this Christmas. It's got something like, I think it's like 48 main tracks, 8 battle tracks. It's just crazy. Yeah. This one, which I guess we'll get into, but it had 16 tracks, which at the time was still pretty nice. That's still impressive. It is, yeah. And I think there was a big, I guess this is sort of graphics and gameplay, bridging the gap, but if you think about Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, everything was flat because it was all mode seven. So if you tried to put in a hill, it just it ended up like you were rolling on a barrel look. Yeah. But yeah. in this game, there was a huge elevation change on some of the tracks, which yeah. I mean, I guess some of your early PlayStation One games had it, but up until that point for Nintendo, everything is flat when it comes to yeah. racing games. So it's a it's a big learning curve to get into it. And I think Yeah. In three in the three player mode, me and Johnny struggled with that. (laughs) One ramp in particular, it was very hard to tell where the edge of the ramp started, and we drove off the side and just spent about two minutes trying to get back on it. Frustrating, yeah, very frustrating. (laughs) That's a good point because Mario Mario sixty four, which came out just months before this game, was a revelation. Like I remember thinking, "What is this? I'm walking up a hill, and the camera's like following me. Like it was just a mind blowing thing." This for a racing game was probably the first time a lot of people experienced this elevation change, jumps. Going downhill. I mean, Which just, sounds you know, strange in today's world of video games to right. say, but yeah, I think you're right. It's yeah. a big difference. And it affects the way you drive. Yeah, yeah, it really does. 100%. I think, I'm trying to remember, but the Mario Kart for Game Boy Advance that we played so much, I think it went more back to the flat style of the Super Mario Kart, yeah. which might be just why it almost feels like those two are the sequels to each other, and this is a new yeah. start. This is the beginning of Mario Kart's as we know it for GameCube, Wii, Switch. That's a good point. I feel like for a little bit, the handheld Mario Karts, which I don't say this about many games. Usually, to me, the handheld version of something is sort of like the lesser version, but you can take it to go. For me, the handheld versions of Mario Kart carried on the Mario Kart name very well. Like uh, like you're at Super, 
Super Circuit, the Game Boy Advance one, was like a true sequel to to Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Um, whereas this sort of like, yeah, it started the line of the console. It's where the console games went. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. I think it's time to get into the... We're going to do music and sound next. We're going to save yeah. gameplay for last because that's where this the meat of this game is going to be is yeah. how it plays. We were discussing this. When when three or four players are playing, you don't really get music with the tracks. You just get the sound and effects of the of the weapons and all that right. kind of stuff. It'd just be too much, I guess. Yeah, the rumble yeah. of the carts. <clears throat> yeah. So we we did go back and listen to some of the songs on on purpose because uh-huh. to me, pretty much in any Nintendo Mario game, the music I'm always going to want to check mm-hmm. out because yeah. for the most part it excels usually. This time I felt it was serviceable at best. I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me. It seems. I think maybe maybe I hyped it up in my head too much, but it didn't meet my expectations of what I thought the music was going to be. It was all right. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. But to me, it was kind of like lackluster compared to other Mario Kart music games. I almost felt it was a, a design a design decision for them because even when the when the music was there in the single player and the two player mode it wasn't it wasn't meant to be an attraction point like it was just background music you still heard the card over it and the, the talking of the characters and the sound of the weapons um i don't know if it was a good decision but i think maybe they decided to make more of a almost an elevator music background type <laughs> atmosphere yeah. for it my theory well it's not just a theory i know that they were focused on uh mario 64 um and you had some of the big names in Nintendo working on the music for that game. Which, by the way, that soundtrack is, is still amazing. Uh, Mario 64. So I wonder, and I know the guy, I should have wrote his name down. The guy that did the music for Mario Kart 64, apparently it was his first time working on a Nintendo game doing the music. So I almost wonder if they kind of just took a chance because they sort of had their eggs in the Mario 64 basket. Yeah. Um, music-wise. I think it's fine, but yeah, I think you're right. It's not like a standout thing. Yeah, right, it's, yeah. it's it's definitely not bad music, and there's nothing no, wrong no, no. with it. But if, if you, you play Super Mario Kart, uh, the music is a third so of the experience yeah. there. I mean, it's it's integral to it. Uh, to me, Super Mario Kart was like the perfect companion piece to Super Mario World. Music, graphically, and everything. And this really does feel like something different. Or like Mario Kart 8, the newest one. Um, the music's just amazing. Yeah, it's like fully orchestrated, I think. Oh, um, yeah, oh, yeah. The music on it is killer amazing. But I would say, as far as the Mario Kart's go, this one's more towards the bottom musically. But I will say, sound effects-wise, this does a very good job. Yeah. Like, the weapons and stuff all yeah. have awesome and appropriate noises to them. Uh, the characters each say little things, and, yeah. I, and I really love that, despite the, how annoying some may be. Some of the characters sounded different than I've heard yeah. in any other game, though. Yes. Like, Toad yeah. was really different. Yeah, particularly Toad. <laughs> he sounded like a little, like a... He sounded almost more normal than he does now, a lot more human. Yeah. Like yeah. he's a child. And now he sounds like really squeaky. I don't know. Yeah, he's gotten squeakier the older he's right. gotten, it seems. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree with that. I think this game does excel when it comes to sound effects and stuff, though. Yeah, and the cart oh, noises yeah. are really impressive. They're I mean, you can, like, when you let off the gas on the cart, you can hear the cart winding down. And when you get back on the gas, you can hear it mm-hmm. winding back up. And what was I, what I was surprised is even playing three players, I could tell when I was letting off the gas, somehow it still layered them all in there where. I could tell when I was letting off the gas, the sound was changing oh, yeah. and getting back on it, it. It did a really good job for split screen of having the cart sounds, but I guess it might've helped since there was no background music to drown it out. And I think that there would have been a mistake probably to put the music in with a split screen game. And probably so. I would agree with that. But I will yeah. also say what was even impressive too, with the sound effects going along with what Derek was saying is that even different surfaces had different noises. Like yeah. when you're going across certain bridges that were made out of wood, it sounded like you were yeah. driving a cart across a bridge made out of wood, which is pretty <laughs> awesome to me. And plus, the the distinct sound when somebody gets a star, a superstar. Yeah. 
the music does play during that, and you just know it's coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everything, I think the sound effects are spot on. Uh, the music is just sort of in the background. Right, yeah. So I would say this definitely excels when it comes to sound effects and stuff. Yeah. And the music is just kind of just there. More or less, I agree. Yeah. 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 All right, so this is the big chunk of where we're going to talk about this game, though. And that, of course, is the gameplay. I think most people by now are at least familiar with what a Mario Kart game is and how I bet at least most people that listen to our show has at least tried a Mario Kart game would be my guess. Well, how many games became their own genre? But Super Mario Kart was one of those games. A kart racer has become its own thing and it's different than just a racing game. Yeah, they're no longer just racing games. If you release a kart racing game, you're, you're calling it a kart racing game, which I guess it's a genre that's sort of... It comes and goes over the years. So basically, mm-hmm. around the Mario Kart release, suddenly everybody decides they need one, and then after the after those games come out, they wait until Mario Kart releases again and try to capitalize on it. Yeah, there's been right. many who have tried to make the versions of it some more successful than others when they've tried. Right. But of course, the gold standard is always going to be a Mario Kart, the Mario right. Kart game. So uh, when it comes to this, was a big jump from. The Super Nintendo version. I mean, obviously. 3D. It's, this is actual 3D. It's not the... What do they call that for the Super Nintendo? Mode 7. It's not the Mode 7 trying to make all your effects. This is just 3D. You're actually going to appeals and stuff, like you said. Yeah. I think the AI it definitely changes, for better or for worse. We'll get yeah. to that. Uh, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of little things that they changed for this mm-hmm. one. Uh, but let's just get into the bare bones of the game first. Uh, how many characters can you choose from, Trevor? Uh, eight. And they are... Well, uh, let's see. Mario, Luigi, Peach, uh, Toad, Bowser, Donkey Kong, Wario. I'm leaving somebody out. Did you say Koopa? Yeah, Koopa. Or Bowser. Bowser, yeah. yeah. King Koopa. Yeah, that's it. So you're very staple Mario characters plus Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. He was a staple by this time, though, because yeah. you just came off Donkey Kong Country 1, 2, and 3 yeah. in the three previous years. And people are like, man, I'm an intelligent person. I realize that those are some of the greatest games ever made. That's right. Except, yeah. except, yeah. except for one at this table. <laughs> Man, I like how just because I don't hold it the same, the same like you guys do. It's rare I have somebody in the room to agree with me. <laughs> despite the fact that I still say the games are very good, yeah. by the way. They're still quite good games. <laughs> Anyways, yes. That being said, those are your eight characters. Yes. And I actually have the tracks up here if you want me to go through those. Yeah, let's go through the... <clears throat> this is also impressive. There's 16 tracks in this game. Right. And they're all pretty much very different from each other. See, like I said, the tracks are by far the reason I've, I've always loved the Mario Kart series. I, we didn't spend very much time talking about our history up front because we didn't have much history with this game. But I've always loved the Mario Kart games, and mostly because of the tracks. Um, that being said, I'd played a lot of these tracks in like the DS or the Game Boy Advance game because they revised their tracks later. Yeah, even um, the Switch. Well, I had it for the Wii U yeah. version. They did it as well. There's probably a couple of these tracks in that one, isn't there? Yeah, I think the Moo I ones think in the there. I think the Moo Moo Meadows yeah, survived Moo a long time. In there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we got uh, you got four cups, four tracks each. In the Mushroom Cup, we have the Luigi Raceway, which is like Daytona or something. Yeah. It's just real simple, like an oval-top track. Pretty much. Yeah, like a figure eight almost. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun place to start, but it's real easy. <clears throat> and each track has shortcuts and stuff. And then you got Moo Moo Farm, which like we said, if you've played a Mario Kart game, you probably played this track. Yeah. It started here, uh, but I think it's had a version in a bunch of different Mario Karts. You got cows to avoid, basically. Cows and gophers. Yeah. Then you got Koopa Troopa Beach. And I thought Koopa Troopa Beach is one that survived, but this version felt way different than yeah. any of the other ones. Um, it had several jumps in it that were like really hard to hit. 
Like there's that one narrow jump that goes into yeah. a cave. Some that and I never just, hit it. There's some that you're just better off avoiding, honestly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure to hit that yeah. shortcut, you had to have uh, a mushroom as a boost or something to get through it. Because I, I it was, tried it every lap and yeah, failed. You just go smack into the wall. Yeah. Calamari Desert. To be honest, I'm not sure we played that one today. Did we miss that one somehow? We didn't play that one today. Somehow we missed that one today. Um, then the Flower Cup, you got Toad's Turnpike. Which yes. is Johnny's favorite. I hate those. I never <laughs> quit Mario Kart. Listen to me. No more of those. <laughs> uh, let's do another turnpike Mario Kart. So that's when we got trucks and buses and stuff riding yeah. you over. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, compared to the other Mario Kart games I've played, it's much more difficult in this one. Or either I'm just really off my game today because I hit the same truck three times. Yeah, I feel like I slid into them way more than I wanted to. I think it was narrower. Like there's only two or three lanes where now yeah. the cars are more close to the same size you are. Yeah, this one feels way more difficult than the Switch version. Yeah. Ah, uh, then we got Frappe Snowland, which is, uh... Is it Frappe or Frappe? I think it's Frappe, isn't it? No, I like Frappe. Well, it sounds like it'd be wrong. It's so just a frap. But it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> Crappe, though, because of all the penguins. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, man, I went on such a tirade of those dumb penguins. Yeah. Things were said that can't be said again. <laughs> yeah. so, I need to apologize to all future penguins. Yeah, the penguins were rough. Yeah. Um, then you got Choco Mountain... That's not the really confusing one. Which one is this? Uh, we might have missed that one. Do we? No, that's the one where you keep falling off into the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the boulders are trying to crush you. Yeah, there's a pond on the a left-hand turn around a pond that Johnny went in several times. And yep. then I followed. No, he followed me into I that I followed one. you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mario Raceway is one of the most fun ones. It's just like a, it's like a racetrack you might have on a real go-kart track or something. Yes. But it's yeah. good. Uh, the Star Cup then has where things really start getting harder. You got Wario Stadium. Which I always like the stadium type courses, but this one's really long. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's the one thing that's really stood out from this game to the rest of the Mario Kart games that I remember. I mean, I think the Wario Stadium track it was like a minute and a half per lap, which I mean, so you're talking of a five minute race by the time you make it around, at least at our slow pace. So it's just, which I'm, it's not a complaint because I love these top tracks, the stadium motocross top tracks, but it was just very odd to me. I thought we were about to finish and we had only done one lap. And that's yeah. not just on this track though. Overall, I felt the tracks in this game were way longer than, or bigger, or larger than I expected them to be. Yeah, and if you think that's yeah. something I really didn't think about at the time, but compared to Super Mario Kart, which would have been the Mario Kart game before this, I mean, most of those tracks had twenty to thirty second laps. I mean, yeah. they were very short. Um, so it's that's something that kind of looking back through time, you don't realize it's such a huge improvement, but it really was. And this is something uh, I just noticed that it said that Wario Stadium, for example, has five ball bombs. This is something that I don't think they ever done in any other Mario Kart. The little ball bombs are walking around just oh, randomly yeah. on every single track, and they blow you up. Well, every track also just has little extra things in them right. that can that can hurt you. And despite the fact that I hit most of those things, yeah, I do like that. It really adds to the track to me. It really yeah. makes each track stand out for different reasons. So that part I really actually kind of like, despite the fact that I was hurt by it more than I anything like this else. this version, the things that hurt you hurt you worse than any other oh, Mario Kart. It did seem that way They to throw me. you off the track, they slow you down for like oh, seven, yeah. eight seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. I hit so, snow many, snow many, so many stupid snowmen. Yeah, <laughs> snow many snowmen. Snow many snowmen. Sherbert Land. Um, uh, which just sounds tasty. Oh, this is the penguin one. I guess I was wrong about the other one. This is the one that I hated. Yeah. <laughs> With the penguins and the ice you slide on. Yeah, if you like penguins before you play this, you won't like penguins afterwards. Yeah. Like, yeah, I have fond memories of the penguins from Mario 64, but that's all been thrashed by this game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no more penguins. <laughs> no penguins more. Evil <laughs> penguins. Evil, evil. So uh, if you ever thought that your RetroBlist crew was intelligent in any way, this next one kind of proved otherwise. The, the Royal Raceway. 
where we all decided to go visit Mario or Peach's Castle. (laughs) (laughs) So if you just stay on the track, it's not that hard of a track. But we all decided, oh, look, a shortcut. Yeah, it looks like a shortcut on the side. It is not. It's not a shortcut. It just takes you right to that castle from Mario 64. It takes you right to Peach's Castle where you just hang out and lose the race. Yeah. Like, it doesn't help you. There's no, it just ends there. It's just a dead end at it. And it's also over a slight hill, so you can't find out where the track was. Trevor, <laughs> yeah. Trevor honestly recommended just driving into the moat to get ourselves reset. Yeah. He and Johnny were struggling finding our way back <laughs> yeah. to the track. And he was right. That's what I did. That was his retro bliss top tip. Just, yeah. <laughs> drive, just drive into the water. <laughs> Go yeah. for the moat. It's a similar life tip I would give to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good reset. And then probably one of my favorite is Bowser's Castle. I've always loved the Bowser's Castle levels in all the Mario Kart games. Oh, yeah. Um, this one, one is my... The one I think there was multiple ones in Super Mario Kart. Uh, I don't feel like this one was as special, but it's still a cool track. I know in Mario Kart Super Circuit and probably I think even the original Super Mario Kart, the music is part of what made the Bowser's Castles track so special. And it just yeah. the, the music was so subdued in this one. If it was as special, I didn't I didn't really notice it. Yeah. So it's just something a little missing after you've played all the other ones. Uh, special Cup is where things are really tricky. Oh yes, <laughs> you got DK's Jungle Parkway. Which is which, a neat track. Which might actually be my favorite track. The more I think cool. of, just from how the track's laid out. Yeah. I really enjoyed how they did it. It's got that awesome uh, ferry boat that goes through. Yeah. Uh, which is for graphics. but Yeah, because you can literally fly right through it. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. It's got the cool jump over the river. Yeah. Um, so I actually kind of yeah. like that track quite a bit. Yeah, it's a cool track. Um, then we got Yoshi Valley, which was the most confusing track in the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's one spot in the track where you can go left or right. And it doesn't even tell you what position you're in because the track interweaves so much. Right. So you, it, it's tricky because uh, you're not even completely sure what position you're in sometimes. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, he just yeah. has question marks. And there's that giant annoying egg. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess Yoshi's huge all of a sudden. It's like a giant Yoshi's <laughs> egg. egg is like it's the size of the moon. Godzilla yeah. Yoshi. And it crushes you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then we got... Uh, Mm, this might be my second favorite, maybe my favorite track in the game, uh, Banshee Boardwalk. I think it reminds me the most of the Super Mario Kart, because I love the the ghost tracks in that game, and this reminded me a little bit of those. In every Mario Kart game, the ghost tracks are usually my favorite. Uh, like, just for example, in the new Switch yeah. game, like, I love that one, but I think the music is what really makes me love it. The music on the yeah. new one is incredible. It's, I mean, honestly, it's some of my favorite music in a game to come out in recent memory, yeah. just from that track. But in this one, the music didn't really stand out very much. It's just very no. kind of subdued. I mean, it fits the mood. Yeah. It's so a kind of track, but it's not because of yeah. the music. So that kind of hurt it a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But it's still a good track. Yeah. And then you got... Me and Derek were talking about this. I believe it's the first Rainbow Road. But did we look to see? No. We, no, yeah. I really feel like there's one in the Super Nintendo game, but I could be wrong. We all talk about this track. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, you look it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll look it up. The guest will look it up. All right. Y'all like so, to make the guest do the work. In Mario Kart 64, well, you talk about Rainbow Road, Johnny. Uh, all I was going to say is usually, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Trevor, uh, the the reputation of a Rainbow Road in any Mario Kart game has been that's the toughest track and the last track. Right. Right? That's the one that you're going to fight to, and you're going to probably have a hard time beating, especially the first time. Yeah. However, this one... I felt it was fairly easy, like yeah. by far the easiest Rainbow Road I've ever driven on. I felt. I'll be honest; this is possibly the worst track in the game to me. Yeah, it's there's no way to fall. Well, you did fall off. There's I almost no off. way to fall off. Almost no way. You have to want to fall off. Almost. The only reason I even fell off was I was trying to dodge a, a chomp, right. 
and I and I hit the wall weirdly. At right. a, I mean, I couldn't have done it again wanting to. I feel like it lets down the name of Rainbow Road a little bit. And it's so bright and there's so many colors just coming at your face that your retinas are just burning inside your head. Yeah. And it's so weird and strange. It's just a, a big trip, I guess is the best right. way to put it. I assume so, I've actually never ever had a trip. Yeah. But I'm going to assume if I ever did, it would look like this version of Rainbow Road. Right. If, if Retro Bliss collectively had a trip, that's what it would look like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of just boring and you long. Just, yeah. That's kind of. Yeah. And safe. There's yeah. rails, <laughs> just rails on, on rails. Yeah. So there was yeah. a Rainbow Road in Super Mario Kart. Oh, okay. Um, and it's been pretty much the same in Super Circuit, and it was Mario Kart 7 and Mario Kart 8. It's been, the, the, they've had that version it in was all of It a track it. with no rails, wasn't yeah, it? And yeah, and that's what I was going to say. In in all those games, it's sort of like the penultimate, or the ultimate track. It's no rails, uh, trippy, so you're, you're a little confused jumps over part of the tracks in areas like the track forks in half and you can drive mm-hmm. if you drive straight you'll fall right through it where in this game it was almost like you're just supposed to let the cart drive itself and you stare at these neon glowing peach and luigi heads off in the distance and just trip mm-hmm. out because there was no it was easier than almost all the other tracks except for the chain chomps which just don't even fit on rainbow road it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. so it almost feels like an afterthought like they thought, hey, maybe we should do a Rainbow Road at the end of every game, but they didn't really try on this one. I don't know. Yeah, this Rainbow Road is like if I went bowling and I put the rails out. <laughs> I wonder why they left the rails up, because, yeah, it's just like, it makes it kind of a pointless track. Yeah. Anyways, so then uh, just go over the items real quick. Most of these are going to be familiar. Yes, yeah, so as most people know, when you're playing yeah. a Mario Kart game or... Pretty much any, I think most kart racers kind of borrowed this from Mario Kart. Yeah. There's items you can pick up throughout these tracks, and they all have different uh, offensive maneuvers to, to like, I guess, def- they can right. be used defensively even, too, sometimes. And it's really what sets Mario Kart apart from Need for Speed or whatever. You yeah. Know? It's just, uh, the items are almost as big a deal as the racing. I would say they're as big a deal. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. 50-50, would, a, yeah. a fighting game and a racing game. Yeah. yeah, they're definitely, because I can tell you, that's where my frustration starts setting in. I'll get into it after you say these items. So you got the green shell, and then the multi-green shell. It's simply a shell you shoot out in front of you. Not going to go over this a lot, because I think everybody has pretty much played The these. green one's but, the one that's not supposed to be homing. Right. It's just wherever you shoot, it's where it's going to go. But also, in, in Mario Kart 64, the single shells you could shoot behind you, that was new from Super oh, Mario yeah. Kart, which is sort of like we were saying before, this is the this is the jumping off point for the future Mario Karts. Uh, it just wasn't they didn't rewrite the book, but it added a bunch of things that you expect from a Mario Kart game now, and they made them better since this right. one. Then you got the red shell and the multi red shell, which is supposed to be the homing shells, but they're a little bit wonky in this one. I would say they're very wonky. Yeah, I mean i i would I would wager to guess that under fifty percent of the red shells I had, and I had a lot. Were just failures when they were yes. launched. Yeah, and they go straight through walls. In the more recent games, it's like they follow down the center of the course perfectly until they find somebody to hit. And this one, it's just if you were in the same straightaway and you weren't perfectly lined up, it would still go get them. Where the green shell would go, would not. Yeah. yeah so it's it's kind of neat. It's it's a little different. It's less of a catch up mechanism, that's for sure, because you have to be fairly close to get it to work usually. Uh, then of course the bananas. Those are just. Bananas. As you would think, if you hit them, you, your car spins out. Right. <clears throat> the bomb is uh, the one that, I think that's just the one that walks around, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember a bomb you could actually pick up in this one. At least I never got it. Huh. I definitely saw some on the track, though, so I wonder yeah. if other carts dropped those. I thought they were just the bombs that started there, but maybe not. It said it's shaped just like the items you pick up. The only way it's not the same is that the question mark is upside down. Oh, then I have picked those up, then. Huh. 
I'll be honest, I don't remember picking one of those up. I didn't get one. Maybe you had to be back at the back, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> low blow, low blow. It's where I spent most of my time. So the star was probably one of the best items. You turn invincible and right. smoke through everything. Yeah. And speed up. And speed up. The ghost lets you steal other people's items and turn invincible, and you run through stuff because you're invincible. And the ghost actually found to be pretty useful most of the time. Right. Yeah, and the more in the more uh, recent Mario game, Mario Kart games, I don't really care to get the ghost because I just don't feel like it does that good. But with all the bombs and the chomps and everything on these courses and the penguins, it was a huge advantage to be able to drive through all the obstacles. Oh yeah. Then of course you got the mushroom, which is a turbo boost, right? And the triple mushroom. Just like anytime you eat a mushroom in real life, you go quicker. And probably my favorite, I don't know if it's really the best, but because of the sound it made, was the golden mushroom. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. A rapid fire cannon. <laughs> you just push it a bunch. And I, don't, I think it actually works better if you don't push it in rapid fire, but I just enjoyed doing that. Yeah, you couldn't resist every time you got it. It just blew it all away. <laughs> and then, making his introduction in Mario Kart 64, the most famous and infamous, probably, item in the game, the spiky blue shell. That's right. Which was hit or miss, too, to be honest. I right. had quite a few of those as, as, since I spent most of my time in the back. It was definitely <laughs> underpronounced in this game. Yes. Because they didn't always work, and there weren't many of them. Correct. But it has a big deal in Mario Kart games now, to the point that some people, will, I think, have petitioned for Nintendo to take them out, and Nintendo finally responded recently and said, we tried Mario Kart without the blue shells, like, internally, and they said it just was missing something. They said we couldn't put our finger on it, but it was just missing something, so they decided it's going to stay. Okay. Um, so that's all the items, though, right? Yeah. Okay, now... This has been my biggest argument when it comes to Mario Kart games in general. And before I say this, because I feel people get really defensive over games they love, I love these games. I really enjoy them. That that Wii U one that I have is one of my favorite games on my Wii U. I absolutely love that game. But he prefers Bubsy 3D. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just getting it out of the way. Not dissing Mario Kart. Uh-huh. But one of the main things that makes a Mario Kart game is these items that's I would say it's fifty part of the fifty percent yeah. of the game, and those are beyond annoying to me most of the time <laughs> because it it takes out half the skill for me. It's yeah. way it feels you do have to have some skill. Don't get me wrong. The better player will win more often, but not all the time. Right, like you can be in the lead. There was plenty of times where I was actually doing pretty dang well, yeah. And I'd be in the first place even, and I would be just taken out, and I didn't have a chance to get back because of these things. Yeah. I totally know what you're saying. But I totally disagree as far as making them fun. And my argument is chess. Chess is a brilliant game. It's, I hate chess. I think it's a boring game. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. It's a brilliant game, but I don't want to play it. It's boring. It's all skill. <laughs> the smarter person always wins chess. Who wants to do that? I think for a game to be fun, it can't be all skill. That's my opinion. Well, I think when you felt like you've been constantly hit by items so much as I did today. Well, that was my point, though. Yeah. I mean, you can, it can be overdone in Mario Kart for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, even when I was in last place, I felt like I was getting slapped around still. And I think the yeah. answer to that for the, the hardcore Mario Kart gamer is the time trial, or the, yeah, the time trial mode, right? Where it's just you on a track, everybody starts yeah. with three mushrooms, and you just compare times. You can't play it in multiplayer at the same time, so it's not, not our preferred gaming method. But right. if you want to really see how good you are at Mario Kart, you, you run the time trials and compare your times. Now, I will say, just to back up what you're saying, if you took the items out, I probably wouldn't want to play it. No, because we've played that Lego Racers game. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it was just missing something. Yeah. And I think that was part of it. It had the items. But they so well, so I think I have a love-hate relationship with them. Does that make sense? It is a tricky thing. I think it might be the hardest thing for Nintendo because they know the items are essential. And they don't even try to balance them in the aspect that, yes, a better player will not always win Mario Kart. 
Right. But they still want skill to matter. And I think so it's I tricky. Could, and I think I could have got past that on this game if it wasn't for the fact that they did something with the AI. That I, I want you to say here oh, in a second. Rubber band. The rubber band with the AI, <laughs> which beyond that's probably even worse. That's way worse. So that was something they introduced in this game, and they actually called it rubber band AI. It was totally intentional. They wanted to keep the game exciting. But you'll be driving down a straightaway like, yeah, I got this game in the bag. I'll just give one of my examples. I was in first place, finally, in 150cc. We were really struggling to win. It's like, yeah, I'm going to win. Nobody's near me. Going down the straightaway, the final stretch. Here comes Luigi on one side and Donkey Kong on the other side. For no reason, they just passed me on the straightaway. It's it's different yeah. if you make a slight mistake or if, even if they hit you with an item, but when they just straight up blow past you, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's kind of frustrating. It's a rubber band. Yeah. Derek was literally neck and neck with Toad at one point yeah. at the finish line, and I could have sworn he, he won because when he went across the finish line, it said <laughs> first place, but when the results popped up, he said, nope, I'm sorry, you lost by a, literally a tenth of a second. Yeah, it was a hundredth of a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And there was yeah. one time, literally at the begin, beginning of one of these races, there's always... An, all these Mario Kart games, if you hit the gas button at the right time, you get a little boost. Yeah. I did it perfectly, and I got the best boost out of anybody. And I shot ahead of everyone. Yeah. Seconds later, these players that had no boost just rocking it past me like I was nothing. And that was be- yeah. before you even got to the first item box. Yeah. So it's not like they got mushrooms in the item boxes or anything. Yeah. I, th- I think with the items, I think they got better and better at it. I think this sort of set the basis for, for the items, but uh, like... If you get so far ahead in this game, like one race, I won by 10 or 15 seconds over the AI because I got so far ahead that the red shells were no longer effective and the blue shell wasn't really effective either because we had it hit the walls right in front of us too. So I think they've gotten better with the catch-up mechanic where if, you, if you're 10 seconds ahead in a new Mario Kart game, there's no way you're going to win because everybody else is going to pummel you with items. So you, I, you need to keep closer to sort of win. Right. Even. To go along with that, I think what makes... A Mario Kart, a good Mario Kart game, is that the catch-up mechanic is the items. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not Instead the rubber band. Of, not the rubber band. Yeah. Because if you're playing two players, the second player doesn't get the rubber band. It's just the AI. So right, right, yeah. The second player, whoever's in the lower of just the two human worse. players, just gets further and further yeah. behind. I think it's the only time where Mario Kart feels like it's distinctly cheating. Because even in most modern Mario Karts, you can get destroyed by the items, but you have just as much a chance of getting them as anybody right. else. Yes. In this game... They flat out admit the AI has a rubber band catch-up mechanic, um, and you don't. <laughs> so, I think, yeah, I think in Super Mario Kart, the original, it is based mostly on skill. I guess it's sort of the chess of Mario Kart. We're going to cover it at some point. Which we'll cover at some point. Yeah. Because there's items, which adds a little bit of luck, but I think more skill than luck. Because items aren't all luck either. Using them at the right time is important. Oh, yeah, for sure. This one, I think this one was sort of in between. So, they, I don't know. Yeah, I thought they... In later Mario Kart games, you just know. If you want to win the race, don't get a huge lead uh, until the right time. That's almost part of the skill. You've got to be careful where you are in the pack. I feel like this game was important for them to learn how to make a great Mario Kart game. Does that make sense? That's how I felt about this game. It introduced a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. It wasn't a step in the wrong direction, but they they haven't finished the step yet. That, That comes in the later games. But this also had another, it wasn't just racing, you could also do a battle mode. Battle mode, yes. Which I thought was, despite the fact that I came in last every time, I actually really enjoyed that. I thought it was yeah. a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed the battle mode. It's The classic battle mode is just you start with three balloons, you shoot items at each other and try to be the last one living. Yeah. Each so, item that hits you takes away a balloon. Yep. Uh, but what was really cool, and I don't, and I don't think we've noticed this in any other Mario Kart game, is let's say that I was oh, yeah. taken out first. I become a bomb, and I can control yeah, myself. A remote can, control bomb. A bomb. I can, yeah. I can control myself. 
and actually took Trevor one of Trevor's balloons out that yeah, way. You ruined me. And that's kind of fun, actually. Yeah, like, so once you're out, you're not actually totally totally out. You can still have uh, some fun. It's with like it. Bomberman, where you can still like be on the side throwing bombs. Yeah. And it, it must be based somehow on how many balloons your opponents have left, because the first time you got knocked out, you didn't get to do it. But then the second time you got no, knocked out, No, I think out, I did. did. I okay. think I did. I just didn't realize what was happening. Okay. I thought I was done, so I just stood there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you sat around. Yeah. Because yeah. I just wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I didn't think it was a thing. Because I didn't even try to start moving around until Trevor said, can you control it? Yeah, you look like a remote control car yeah. to me. And I was like, oh, well, I can. It's so, a pretty cool touch. So I really like that. And there's only, but there's the four. downside of that, there's only four, uh, what would you want to call it? Arenas? Four I guess. arenas. But as an extra mode, I always thought it was a great extra yeah. mode. Because um, these games, they didn't need it, but it's just something totally extra. And uh, to the point that Mario Kart 8, which for me and most people I think would have been the ultimate Mario Kart game, except when it originally released, the battle mode was stripped out and replaced with something that just didn't work. So to the point that when when Nintendo released it for the Switch as the deluxe version, they created an all-new battle mode with all-new arenas to now where I would say that is the ultimate Mario Kart. So I think it is important. Like, it's that important. Oh, yeah. that it's, it's required, I think, for it to be a successful Mario Kart game. It's really fun. It's fun multiplayer. It really is. And it's a great way to break up racing. I would say if we're going to... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if you're going to play four-player, you might be what he's about to say. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. I think the battle mode, to release a system with, with four controller ports on the front, on the 64, having the battle mode was important. to Because I don't think, even with two players... I don't think you're losing a lot going to four there, where you're losing all the AI characters and all the music if you go from two to four on the racing. And I'll yeah. also say that they could have put out a whole Mario Mario Kart uh, Battle Mode Edition where it's just all battle modes and they just made a bunch of different maps yeah. for that. And I think it still would have been fun because yeah. if you ask me, this is kind of a basis for your twist of medals and stuff that came later. Yeah, because Super Mario Kart had uh, the battle mode too. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. kind of a setting a precedent really for other games. Yeah. If you ask me, because I remember I really loved Vigilante 8. Vigilante yeah. 8, I'm saying it wrong, which is just pretty much a Twisted Metal ripoff. Yeah, it was yeah. a better Twisted Metal. Yeah, but it's you know it's just the same idea. It's a battle mode arena, just different cards and stuff. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe the original Twisted Metal for PlayStation 1 came out before Mario Kart 64. If not, it was around the same time. But you're right, the original Super Mario Kart had a battle mode, so they definitely ripped yeah. it off from yeah. there. That's kind of what yeah. it is. It's a battle arena game. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I think they could have made that, and I would have... Four players, yeah. could you imagine four players playing that? That'd be a blast. The, the, I mean, We're, we keep bringing back the new version. We keep bringing back the new version, but <laughs> to me, that alone justified me rebuying the game on the Switch. Yeah. Because there's eight brand new battle arenas and they're all a blast. Yeah, I'm already wanting to go play so, yeah. it, honestly. <laughs> so, I mean, that, the battle mode's a big deal. Like, oh, it's, yeah. to me, it kind of sets Mario Kart over the top of being like a classic. Like, because the racing itself was fun. You're like, oh, yeah, I got buddies yeah. over. We can still do this. Yeah, because so, yeah. they, they, they totally could have just made it just the racing part yeah. and got away with it, and nobody would have said a word. No. So this is just an added, uh, and what I think is a very fun bonus. Yeah. Is there anything else about the gameplay you want to tackle before uh, we get just going? Just another thing that sort of, I know we keep harping on this, but how this was used as a platform to step into the next Mario Kart games, the uh, the sort of drifting or oh, yeah, the, yeah. the turbo boost you get from the drifting. Was this was where that started? I think because I know you could you could jump and slide in Super Mario Kart, but I don't think you got any kind of boost from it. It was just to help you make the turns. Right. Where in this one, if you did uh, jump and slide and wiggle the stick left and right long enough, eventually you would get a slight boost from it. It's not as pronounced it is in the, as it is in the new Mario Kart games, but it's it's there, and this is where it started. So this is this is genesis for what we know as Mario Kart today. Yeah, and yeah. and I think the first thing that I heard most today when we were playing was. 
You need to drift, Johnny. You need to drift. <laughs> Johnny was all right. So <clears throat> now, here's how I normally play any racing game. Yeah. I rarely ever use drift. I usually control how I go into a corner yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And honestly, on most games, that serves me pretty well. I mean, just and I don't want to brag. I'm pretty dang good at Forza Horizon. And he also tries to cut the turn on and the inside. And I always try to cut the turn just, inside because that's the quicker slightly. route. Usually that's yeah. a quicker route. <laughs> that does not work in a Mario Kart so, game. Mario Kart has always been different in yeah. that I could care less about drifting too. I rarely use like the e-brake or whatever. Yeah. But in Mario Kart, it's always it's been essential. a big deal. And like you it's were saying, like I heard a million times a day, but to be fair, you were right. It's essential in this <laughs> you game. You hit the right trigger, you hit the right trigger. Hit the right trigger. <laughs> just right just trigger. don't do it when you're about to hit a truck on Mario Turnpike, no, which is yeah. when, when you kept yeah. giving it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this game, though, it feels so different from the modern ones that I was really struggling, even with the uh, drifting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's essential. If you want to make fast times and if you want to make it past some of these turns, you got to drift. You have to do it. You yeah. got to learn at it. And it's, and, but I will say you can get good at it if yeah. you just keep practicing. And I think that's what throws people off um, is that for all the items and the zaniness, Mario Kart requires more skill than a party game. It's not a party game. I would it's, I would agree with you there. It's a serious game despite being totally unserious. I would say there's a lot of luck involved with it still. But there's skill too, yeah. But there's still, there, there still is skill. Mario Kart is a... Uh, oh, what's the game people are going to know? I think people know Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a board game. Uh, if... Uh, Gran Turismo is chess. Mario Kart is Ticket to Ride or Settlers of Catan. I'm trying to think of a game people will actually know that I think is good. I don't I think know. probably Settlers of Catan is your best shot nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's just because there's definitely skill involved, but everybody has a chance. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. That's, yeah, that's all I have to say about the game itself. Are we ready to get yeah. into our final scores then, I think? I, I guess so. That's... Who wants to go first on this? I don't think anybody wants to go first on this. I, don't so, I still don't know what I'm going to do because... It's, it's being compared to all the other Mario Karts, which is a mighty behemoth to be compared to. I, I got a number in my head. I guess I can go first. I can go first since they can't give you guys a bad review just because they hate my score. No, they can. If, no, they can. They okay, will. they will. All <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, Johnny, you want to go? I'll go first. <laughs> I've always, always had a love-hate relationship with Mario Kart games. With any of them. Overall, I always come out with the love. There's just something about them. They have a charm to them. That I will always, always come back and play a Mario Kart game. Despite how frustrated I can get while I'm playing it. There's a lot of frustration involved. Especially in this one. I felt like this one was by far, and maybe just because it's recent memory, since we literally just played it, the most frustrating out of any of them that I've ever played. And a lot of that has to do with the rubber band AI, and I absolutely hate that. That, to me, is a terrible idea. I kind of get why they were trying it. I understand the reasoning. But to me, that didn't work. They should have just let the items themselves be the catch-up mechanic. And I think I would have forgiven a lot. But I do think this game is very important when it comes to the Mario Kart canon, if that makes any sense. They learned a lot by making this game. And there's a lot in this game that they really perfected as they went on. And I'm glad that they did because we brought this game up a lot. But the newest Mario Kart game to me is almost a perfect kart racing game. And I think a lot of, that they did here and, of course, with the Super Nintendo version... Really set the groundwork for that. I have a score. I've had this score in my head. I think I feel like I say this every episode. I have a score in my head. Nothing really changed it as we went along. Even going back and playing easier difficulty. Even going back and playing easier difficulty. <laughs> oh, man. We're holding our breath, just afraid of what Johnny's going to say here. I had a seven and a half in my head. I want to stick with it. I feel seven and a half is pretty good. It's definitely a well above average. It's better than Bubsy 3D. It's way better. It's, it's head and shoulders <laughs> better than Bubsy 3D. It's a very, very, very good game. 
I can accept that. But I may be unfairly comparing it to other Mario Kart games, which may not yeah. be fair to it. However, seven and a half, I feel, is a is a really good score. It's a very, very good game, but you will be frustrated. And it's definitely way more fun to play two-player than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if we really... I mean, single-player, there's, as far as I know, no difference between single-player and two-player. It's it's the same game, so you might as well play it two-player. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. extra, I don't think, for playing uh, single-player. You stick to the time trial, that's it. Yeah. Right, so seven uh, and a half is what I'm giving it. I guess I'll go next, and... uh I t- I'm sort of in the same boat as Johnny. It's, I think when this game came out, my mind would have been blown to be able to play this three or four players. Oh yeah, um, my mind would have been blown for the the 3D look, uh, for all the all the cool things in it. The battle mode, even though it wasn't new, it was from Super the Super Nintendo version. But, and it, I, I, it's not fair to compare it to new games, but. That's sort of, I think, how you guys review games. Is you review them how you would right. score them today, not not when they came out. And I'm going to compare it to a couple new games for the Switch. Um, if you like Breath of the Wild, the new Zelda game for the Switch, then I think you are completely missing out if you don't go back and play A Link to the Past or The Ocarina of Time or even Majora's Mask and Wind Waker. If you don't go play those games, you're, you're making a, a big disservice to the series and to yourself. If you like Super Mario Odyssey for the Switch, I think you need to go back and play Mario 1 and 3 and Super Mario World. This, if you like Mario Kart 8, I don't think there's much reason to go back and play this one unless you just have nostalgia from your childhood. Because this, the new one is Mario Kart perfected. Even, I could see you want to go back and play Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. That makes sense, because that's seeing the very start. And it's a, a totally different game from where Mario yeah. Kart is now. The only argument I could give to that would be just to see the tracks. Yeah, but most of those have been remade and that, put in yeah, the game. Yeah, so it's, it's it's not that this game is bad. And when it came out, it was excellent, superb. I mean, one of the best games at the time that were out. But today, I don't think there's that much motivation for going back and playing it. So reviewing it today, I'm I'm going to give it a 7. Uh, that's... That's harsh because, I mean, when this game came out, I mean, it would have been a nine and a half or a ten. I'm not ragging on the game. I'm just reviewing it based on if you're going to play a retro Mario Kart game, I would probably play the Super Nintendo one or I would play a, a current one if I just wanted the the perfect Mario Kart game. Uh, now, don't take that. It's not a bad review. It's just that's my feeling. Seven on it. is still very good. I mean, it's well above average. <laughs> I think Derek kind of hit on the head what I was thinking. Um, and I hate to say this. But I'm, despite what Johnny thinks, I'm fair about games even that are totally Nintendo made. Um, no, he's not. Because I right. mean, it took me ten years to admit that Sega wasn't perfect, but they really nailed it home themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, it took me about ten years to get there with Nintendo too. Because when I had to leave Sega because they left me, you know, I had to latch on to Nintendo a little bit. But Nintendo makes mistakes. The thing is, though, this game wasn't a mistake. But I think the word that comes to my mind, and I hate to say it, because some people. For some people, this is the multiplayer game still today. But having not grown up playing this particular version, to me, this feels like the inessential Mario Kart. It was essential for the series, but today, for me, it's inessential. Because if I'm going to play Mario Kart today, I'll just be honest with you. There's exactly two games I'm going to play. I'm going to play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on my Switch and watch everybody say, wow, that looks like a Pixar movie. And just have a blast. Or I'm going to go back and play Super Mario Kart on my Super Nintendo. Because it's just like the racing version of Super Mario World. I mean, it's just, to me, those games feel so different. But that fulfills my Mario Kart need 100%. Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, 
there's some really good ones in there in between, you know, but I don't really need to go back and play this one. Because like Derek said, some of the best tracks they've remade in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, the battle mode is now in that version. The Super Nintendo version had a battle mode that feels quite a bit different because it's 2D. Uh, the Super Nintendo one is the most skill-based Mario Kart there's ever been. Uh, then you got like the newest ones that have skill, but they're all about fun, fun, fun. So that kind of leaves Mario Kart 64 in a strange land for me. And that I can really appreciate it. But if I'm going to pull out my Nintendo 64 and we're going to play some multiplayer games, it's going to be stuff I can't really experience on my Switch or the Xbox One. It's going to be Mario Party. It's going to be the, the wrestling games. It's going to be Mario Tennis. Because um, those are games that still yeah. haven't been bettered. There's Mario not been, Golf, yeah. Mario Golf. To my mind, there's not ever been a more fun game than Mario Golf Run 64. Yeah, a more there's fun multiplayer more, game. More fun golf game, I mean. Yeah. There's not been a more fun tennis game than Mario Tennis. I would agree. For the, yeah. There's never been better wrestling games than that trilogy. I agree. Um, uh, the Mario Party games haven't really improved. You might as well play the N64 ones. Yeah. Um, so if I'm going to play a multiplayer game on the N64, it's going to be one of those. But this, I, you still got to admit it's a great game. The bones are there. I gave Diddy Kong Racing an 8. But to be honest, Diddy Kong Racing feels more essential to me to still own because it is different than Mario Kart. It's not been replaced, really. I'm going to go 7.75 because I think I would probably still, I hate to say it, I would pick Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 8 over Diddy Kong Racing for sure. Probably even some of the other ones. But I think I would actually play Diddy Kong Racing before Mario Kart 64. And that surprises me to say, but they're close. They're and, neck and neck. And it's probably, if you had never played Mar or Diddy Kong Racing, but you had played Mario Kart, the nostalgia would bring it up. Like, they're close right. enough that the nostalgia would bring it up if you had played it a lot as growing up. Yeah. Um, as, yeah, I think it's exactly, like, I'm always, I'm the world's worst. When they come out with a new version of a game, I always complain about what they left out, or it, <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't feel the same as the last one. There's right. nothing I can put my hands on, but this one just isn't as good as the last one. And I think that's a testament to how great Nintendo has done the new Mario Kart games that nothing has been left out. Nothing's mm -hmm. been left behind. It still feels like it should, like you remember right. Mario Kart feeling. So it's not, we're definitely not saying this is a bad game, or I'm not. Uh, right. I know the other guys aren't either. But Nintendo's just done such a good job with everything from every game since this one. I mean, mm -hmm. the Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance is probably. That's probably my second favorite Mario Kart game behind Mario Kart 8, and that's just because Mario Kart 8 has so much content. So it's it, they're just so good at making these games, mm -hmm. and they haven't they haven't ever messed it up along the way. Where other right. other franchises, at some point, they drop the ball. Here, here's here's a good way to put it. This is like Nintendo Sports Series. Like Johnny, if NBA 2K17 had everything that 2K16 had, and I don't know that it did. But this, this, and this were improved. Then why would you go back and play 2K16? That's kind of what they do, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Mario Kart's not quite like that, but as far as Nintendo goes, it's as close as it gets. I see what you're saying. Because yeah. Derek's exactly right. Mario Kart 8 has everything this game had, I believe. The deluxe version, anyways, because they added the battle mode back in. So I guess what we're saying is go play Mario Kart 8. <laughs> or Super Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. Because it feels totally different. Well, what I was going to ask is what I always ask. Right. What's this game going for right now? I could have looked that up. I know it's probably twenty to thirty dollars because I know a lot of Mario games hold, value. hold their value pretty well. But it's not like ridiculous or anything. We better get rid of that. Let's quit the bat. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if you if you played this game a lot and you have memories of playing it, I mean, you're probably going to think we're crazy. But we're just it's 
we're trying to review it fairly compared to the games around it. And it's, it's just like Trevor said, it's, it's the one that's not required anymore. It's, if they had never made it, then the Mario Kart series would be worse off. But and, you don't need to go back and play it now. And I will say for the fact of how negative we may be sounding, we we all still gave it a 7 and, and up as a score right. out of 10. That's still pretty dang good. And in its, it's day, not, I mean, it would have been way oh, higher. Yeah. I mean, it's simply a matter of Nintendo stuck with it. They kept perfecting it. And, uh, I mean, they made a few missteps along the way. Like, some people didn't care about Double Dash that much. The GameCube one. Yeah. It was the most different one. But they tried something. But they tried something different. Yeah. But for the most part, they just kept improving. So it kind of makes it harder to go back to the older one. So what did Mario? What does uh, Mario Kart? It goes for about forty bucks. This it's really held its value. This Man. is still a huge multiplayer game for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I would say if man, forty bucks is. I get I get really strange when it goes to forty bucks and up for any game, yeah. no matter what the game is, even if it's a game I absolutely love. Yeah. Man, this is. I would probably pay forty bucks for a Turtles game because I love Turtles so much. Yeah. However, I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one when it comes to that. Because you can get Mario Kart Eight for just twenty bucks more, yeah, and have all that stuff going in for it. And I would suggest you do that before playing this, to be honest. And but I, I still think you should try this at some point in your life if you haven't before. Uh, yeah, if I had a hundred dollars to spend on Mario Kart, I would get Mario Kart Eight Deluxe and Super Mario Kart. That's just me. Yeah. So that would leave this somewhere else, but. It's a heck of a better way to spend forty bucks than most games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's still yeah. a great game. There's still a lot of game here too. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of sixteen tracks. You're you're not going to go wrong with it. It's just right. I would personally pick some of the other ones first if I had forty bucks. For some reason, I always I don't know why I come back to this. Like if you're if you played these games games growing up, and now you want your nephew or your your kids to get into these games and play some retro games to see what you grew up with, I think you probably have more luck taking them back to the Super Nintendo one, where this yeah. one's just going to look slot like it's going to feel like. Mario Kart, whatever more recent they've played, but not quite as good. So they're not going to be as interested in it. Where I think if you yeah. take them back to the Super Nintendo one, they're going to be, it's going to grab it's their retro, attention. Yeah. yeah, it's it's full 2D mode 7. It's going to be something like they haven't seen before. Yeah. And However, Retro's in there. But that, uh, saying that, that makes me realize at the time how advanced Mario Kart 64 was. That right. it still feels modern. It's just now it looks a little dated. But yeah. I guess that's just it. How many racing games could we play for 1997 that are even still playable? In split screen especially. Hey, NASCAR 98. <laughs> <laughs> Should we mention that? <laughs> we don't have to. It's up to you. <laughs> well, Johnny had to play NASCAR 98. Okay, here's Just, the thing. Yeah. Okay. At some point, I do want to review NASCAR 98, yeah. and here's the reason why. I know nobody but us cares about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growing up, some of the most fun that I ever had was when we would all play NASCAR 98 yeah. for your PlayStation, for your original PlayStation. I guarantee that what you were saying is true, that that game does not remotely hold up now. I don't know. We You only had like NASCAR 99 for yeah. Nintendo 64, so we put that in. And within the first race, we were already going back the other direction trying it, to wreck cars. It, yeah. it was hot trash. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we just had to prove to Johnny that yeah. uh, not all racing games hold up as well as Mario Kart 64. So <laughs> I was trying to say that I was trying to decide if I had more fun with NASCAR 98 back then than I did with Mario Kart 64 now. And that's which tough. Which couldn't be any less fair. <laughs> which is not. And it's kind of weird to compare. So, was your childhood better or your adult life now? Yeah. yeah. My adult life, in a lot of ways, just met with nothing but failure. So. <laughs> There's no comparison for me. Anything from my childhood is better than. Well, that's not true. A lot know. of things from childhood are better than that. Yeah. He was thinking about it that way. <laughs> yeah. I started thinking about my wife. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, well, <laughs> I better not make that statement. 
Yeah. But you're right. We had a blast with the NASCAR games growing up. You act like she listens. But yeah, she's, she does every once in a while keep us on our toes. Yeah, she gives us a little critique every now and then. Yeah. Hey, did y'all know you did like 10 skits where the scientists die? Yeah. Like, huh. So it's her fault we don't do scientists so Johnny's like, we're never doing it again. Yeah, kind of, my feelings got hurt. Because it's always my idea to kill the scientists off. <laughs> Anyways, so bottom line, Mario Kart 64, better than NASCAR 99. Uh, I, than, I will say that it is. Better yes. than Bubsy 3D. Yes, it is. Okay. Actually, it's a great game. Retrobus approved. It's Retrobus no question. for sure, yeah. Um, maybe not our favorite Mario Kart, but hey, it's still Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. That's a good That's a good tagline yeah. on it. Not, not Mario best, Kart is great. Not the best Mario Kart game, but it's still Mario Kart. Yeah. Now, Trevor, it's time for us to get into the... Fan feedback. feedback. So, we screwed up. By what you mean you and me not reminding you. Yeah. It's all my it's all me to do everything promoting this show. And I didn't do it on time. I have two shows. I gotta promote the other one too. Well that would be nice because you're half of the show. Anyways, <laughs> we'll settle this with knives off the air. But we didn't uh we didn't uh, advertise this as the game we're playing until this morning. That's right. So until we're sorry. We're, a lot of you probably had feedback to give on this game, but we didn't advertise it very early. We literally advertised it four hours yeah. ago. <laughs> but first, actually, uh, go to Instagram, search for Retro Blist. Actually, posted a picture on there showing all the junk food we're going to be eating, and said, "Hey, do you have any uh, Christmas gaming memories to share?" And uh, uh, our buddy uh, Mike, Mister Mastermaker, Mister Warp Zone Graphics, gave us a little Christmas story to share. He said, "Whoa!" He's uh, commenting on the picture of sugar snacks. He said, one of you is going to go into diabetic shock. Be yep. careful. <laughs> That's the game we're playing. Yeah. Who goes into diabetic shock first? <laughs> I got my diabetes tested. The bad slide. thing is, is he, have any, he hasn't even seen half the food we're eating today. Nope. Yeah. More on that to come. But he says, favorite game memory has to be the year I got Metroid. I got to open it on Christmas Eve, so I'd leave my parents alone. I played it until 2 in the morning and slept late the next day. As a result, it started the tradition in my house of allowing me to open a game on Christmas E so my folks could enjoy his later sleep. <laughs> oh, that's a good that's, question. That's pretty though. smart. Yeah, that's a good question though. What's your favorite Christmas gaming memory? Mine would be getting my Sega Genesis with Sonic Two. Like I remember, I played the. That's all I did that that Christmas day was playing. I don't fuck. We got the Genesis was, on Christmas. If we have this discussion, it's going to bring up a really how messed up our childhood was. Because <laughs> I remember going around Thanksgiving sometime to Roses. And you got a Sega Genesis, and I got a Sega Game Gear, and it was our Christmas presents, but we got them right then. Like, we didn't <laughs> yeah. have to wait for them. So that was the thing in our household a lot. We we picked out our Christmas presents early. So, unlike <laughs> your comment there, where his parents only wanted one night left alone, our parents wanted the whole month of November and December <laughs> left alone. Probably because we went quit begging like yeah. little peasants. <laughs> I think they got so tired of hearing it by, by the end of November that they just went ahead and bought it. We made up anytime a new system came out we wanted, or not even new, but once it hit its first price drop, yeah. we made contracts promising we would never ask for anything again. <laughs> just let us get the PlayStation or the Genesis or whatever. <laughs> so I'm going to probably say my favorite Christmas gaming memory, as far as like getting it on Christmas, you mentioned that our uncle got us Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. Um, for the Super Nintendo when it was brand new. It's still like a $70 game, which we never would have got a $70 game. 
that was pretty dang exciting. He also, the same uncle also bought us our Nintendo 64 with yeah. GoldenEye, uh, but for some reason, I, I don't remember it as much on Christmas Day as I do Donkey Kong Country, sit, like opening it right away and playing it. Donkey Kong Country 2. I'm, I'm going to go with another one for me, though. Um, the same uncle, he got us the best Christmas presents. Um, got me, it was used from a pawn shop, but it was awesome. I got the original fat Game Boy. In one of those big clamshell cases that looks like a Game Boy. Along with, I think it was Super Mario World, Tetris, and The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Um, it was just amazing. The first time I'd ever had a game system I could carry outside and play. Even though it was green and black graphics. Yeah. <laughs> and it had to be bright or you wouldn't see right. it. Right. <laughs> but that was just amazing. I wish I still had that. I hate that I got rid of it. Um, even though Nintendo, like with Mario Kart, they've improved their handheld so much. There's not too much reason to go back to it. I missed that thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get back to feedback. Back to feedback. That Sorry, I got lost in the Sergeant Lane trip down. <laughs> so, also on Instagram, I posted a picture of uh, our Christmas tree brownies that we're eating. Actually, nobody's eating any of those yet. Um, and uh, we'd rather eat hard oatmeal cakes. <laughs> asked for memories of Mario Kart '64, and a few of you woke up early and responded. So, uh, our <coughs> our cough, our buddy. Uh, Mark Clark from NJ's Game Room said he loves... Uh-oh. <laughs> he said, I love Mario 64 so much. Fun. Um, we'll hope he just forgot the cart out of the middle of it. Right. I agree. Uh, either way, whichever game you're talking about, I agree. Yeah. But Allie Moore Gaming said, My friends and I have a league for Mario Kart 64. Uh, check out some of the championship belts we have. We've taken it to the next level. They're, so that's they're probably not going to like us very much because we told them just to play a different version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, wow, it's got the blue shell on it. That's pretty sweet. That's actually pretty awesome. Oh, but in the background, there's the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart Super Circuit, so he knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I agree. It's, That's actually a pretty awesome belt. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it's a great multiplayer game. We're just saying maybe some of the later ones are even better. <laughs> Ardor Die said, classic. And Shown CV79 said, this game made the best use of the unconventional N64 controller. I approve. You know what? I will say that it does for how that controller well. shaped. It uses yeah. it very, very well. I think the N sixty four wrestling games were ideal for it too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. Good feedback there, and uh, good feedback. Our Facebook page. We're good we're good gonna, feedback. I get that feedback to seven out of ten. <laughs> you could have done better. Uh, yeah, stay in tune. <laughs> stay tuned for more scores. We're gonna review yeah. more stuff. Let me go real quick because on my own personal page, actually, <laughs> unlike what you say, I promoted this. And I got one exactly one uh, comment from our old producer Chris. He said he loves this game. Have he's always loved the Mario Kart series. The Wii version is my favorite. Uh, my wife would agree with that. She adores that game. And haven't really put much time into the Switch. But how can you go wrong with a crazy racing game featuring so many sweet characters from the world of Mario? And he's right. You're totally right. He yeah. did a much job of saying that quicker than we did. Yeah. He did a much so, job. A much, a much job. See, I'm auditioning for Retro Bliss. <laughs> You're hired. Just the words out. Hired. We work for free and brownie cakes. You're hired. So, uh, a much, a much job. And also, do you work for hard oatmeal cakes? Because if so, uh, yeah, I bought oatmeal cream pies and they were disappointing. They're hard. And Sean, not just because it's cold down here. We're either. going down so many rabbit trails. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. Go to Facebook. You guys want to get a new phone and talk about it? <laughs> Listen, I'll give you zero dollars. <laughs> All these inside jokes. <laughs> Make fun of a podcast just because they're a lot bigger than we are. Um, <laughs> so It's honestly more pure jealousy than anything so else. So as two dudes, oops, I'm sorry, I mean yeah. as three guys here talking about, did you catch that? Nope. Okay. As three guys here talking about uh, food, 
I yeah. posted on Facebook, so go there and like Retro Bliss. Uh, all the junk we're going to be eating. Uh, Nathan Cooper said, Luton's <laughs> Little Debbie Snacks and Soda. Sweet. So, yeah, I think he's the only one that caught that uh, I had two bags of cough drops. It was part of our <laughs> snacks. <laughs> just because I've been coughing so much. But I've done okay. Luton's is really candy, not cough drops. <laughs> they just, These they just... things are a dollar a bag. That's cheaper than cherry candy. <laughs> and it tastes pretty good. Uh, Timmy Mac. What, what score would you give those? Yes. <laughs> Eh, about a seven and a half. I don't know if they really help with the cough, but they taste pretty good. So Timmy Mac says, I have quite a few holiday gaming memories, but I remember one Christmas I got a big unwrapped box from a family friend. In this box was a Sega Genesis, Model 1 Sega CD, and a Master System. Holy cow. That sounds like the most amazing thing. That sounds like heaven. I'll just be honest (laughs) with you. Being a Nintendo kid growing up, I never had anything Sega, so it was amazing. Wow, yeah, you just got... One amazing system, one great system, and another system. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> another system that played coasters, mostly. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, blah, blah, blah. I never had blah, blah, blah. Uh, also included a few games for each system, like Sonic, Sonic 2, Toe Jam and Earl, to name a few. It was awesome, and my first real exposure to Sega. I don't think I could ever top that for any Christmas. That's amazing. No, that's pretty awesome. Yep. So then, of course, I also posted um, about the game itself. And is this it? Nope, this is not it. I will get to it. Here we go. Just go to our page. And I'll do what I want to do. Out, I could have already been there by now. You should have done it then. I'm going to, re- right. I'm going to review your... So on Retro Bliss Facebook page... <laughs> you get a five at the most. Andrew Coed said, uh, Mario Kart 64. Hmm. Well, this may be controversial, but I never loved it. There's fun to be had, and like Crazy Taxi, it is a game that non-gamers are willing to play. Couch co-op is good for sure. I have a couple of friends that literally will only play this game. Never any other game. So, it is possible that I just got sick of seeing it on the TV. <laughs> I think I'll just end my comment by saying, stating, it's okay, but certainly not as good as Crash Team Racing. <sighs> Hope you guys have fun with it. That sentence was a little hard to read. Crash Team Racing was one of the better knockoffs. Of I, I was going to say, to be fair, that's not a bad game. It's really not. <clears throat> but I still think I would take one of my least favorite Mario Karts over... Most uh, any of the knockoffs, probably. I say that, but Diddy Kong Racing, I said, I put right up here with this one. And there's one of the Sonic ones that's quite good. Yeah, Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed is yeah. a lot of fun. It's not as tight as Mario Kart, but right. it's a lot of fun. And there's one that you can get from Burger King that's not too bad. Yeah. What was it, King <laughs> Kart? Uh, the Pocket Bike Racer. Pocket Bike Racer. Big Bumpin', one of the two. <laughs> big Bumpin'. <laughs> to be fair, we played the, the turn out of that. <laughs> yeah. But old Timmy Mac, uh, he said, Mario Kart's one of my favorite series of all time. I have more time with the SNES version, but 64 version is maybe the most iconic. It might be for most people, but it never was for us. Right, yeah. But uh, he says, I got it in 64 late, so I didn't have it. But when I met my now wife, she had one and this game. And I've gotten my tail kicked many times by her. I feel the N64 really put fun multiplayer on the map, and this game was a big part of it. I agree with that assessment right there. Great pick. Merry Christmas, guys. Hope you both and everyone who listens have a great holiday. Thank you for the podcast and giving us a place to talk about our love of games. I'm glad you added that last part because I love compliments. (laughs) I think coming on what he said, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that had an N64 for, like, uh, just because Mario 64 was so different from other games and because GoldenEye was such a huge multiplayer hit. Oh, yeah. There were people that had Nintendo 64s that would have never played Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. So this this is probably a lot of people's first Mario Kart game. My wife, uh, to go on what Timmy Mac said, Mario Kart and Sonic 2. Those are like the two games you'll play. 
but she had Mario Kart Wii. I tried to go back and play Super Mario Kart with her. She's like, what is this? <laughs> she hated it. Um, uh, but then Andrew Coed, never wanted to disappoint. What is this? I had a follow-up comment. Also, I see you guys have the Little Debbie Christmas brownies in the pig. I've heard you mention the oatmeal cream pies. What is your favorite Little Debbie treat? So, there we go. To be fair, I didn't <laughs> say they could ask us any question they want. That's true. Uh, well, he said he would have to go with either Nutty Bars or Zebra Cakes. Oh. A special shout out to the big oatmeal cream pies. Uh, they have a much better cream to cookie ratio. That's true. The big ones do. You can get like larger ones. You can get right. larger ones. Okay. I have one. It's, I don't know. I don't even know if they even make them anymore, but they used to have these ones that were, uh, it's really similar to the oatmeal cream pie, but it was like a peanut butter. Mm. With it that peanut butter. Did it have peanut butter and jelly or did it just have peanut butter? The one I'm thinking of just had peanut okay. butter with uh, the middle being cream and it was Oh, Amazing. peanut butter cookies with cream in the middle. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. That it sounds was, good. That does sound good. It was, it was See, awesome. the other way around don't sound as good, but that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> mine, I don't think they make mine either more. I have no idea what it was called, but it was two. It was like a, the same format as oatmeal cream pie. Two cookies with cream in the middle, but it was a white cookie, and then it had cream and a little red center in it. Like it was oh. coconut flavored or something Okay, I'm about with to, a cherry center. I'm actually going to take mine back. They, they also make these little uh, fried <laughs> cherry pies. He's really got us worked up now. I'm way more excited about this than the game we just played. Oh, yeah. That's more recent. Yeah. I started making those. Those fried... Oh, man. Those things are delicious. They also have the... <laughs> okay. Of, of current Little Debbie's, mine are the apple flips. Yeah, those, those are, are okay. Yeah, those yeah. are good. Those are good. I also like those... Uh, I, I like the oatmeal cream pies. I'll be honest. Not these. These are hard. He's so <laughs> vanilla. But I like the oatmeal cream pies. The little brownies aren't bad. Uh, what about the... Uh, have you ever had those strawberry... Uh, yeah, shortcake twirls, pl- twirls things. They yeah. taste so fake. I can only eat like one at a time, but they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. It's just a whole bunch <laughs> of flavors smashing you in the face this all at once. Almost a good segue into our next uh, little experiment. Yes. But before we get to that, guys, <laughs> I think it's time for a commercial break. Commercial break. Jingle bells, Santa's mouth, Christmas really stunk. I got nothing that I like. My gifts were all just junk. Boxes full of clothes, CDs no one knows. When I wanted something for my Nintendo 64, Zelda's great to rock to, South Park would be fine. How about Rogue Squadron? That game should be mine. Make up for a lame Christmas. Get the hits you missed on N64. Mom and Dad, I'm so sad. Oh man, I love commercials. That's <laughs> my favorite thing. I could listen for to them at least all a day. split second. You don't have to hear our stupid mouse talking. Yeah, and that's pretty great. Uh, guys, <laughs> we decided to have a special uh, segment yep. that we don't have a name for. So just Celebrate Australia! We <laughs> have uh, approximately two to three fans in Australia, and because we love attention, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to uh, just make this whole segment about Australia. So, <laughs> we from the beginning, we thought about calling this episode, I still don't know what we're going to call it, we thought about calling it. Christmas, Mario Kart 64, and Australia. That's what you thought about calling But you it. said, you're an idiot, Trevor, and I hate you. And I said, okay, fine, whatever. I'm a good guy, whatever. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, we've latched on to Australia. I think because uh, one of our fans from there made a comment that probably wasn't even true, but said that for some reason, Australians love us because we hate ourselves. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. To be fair, we don't hate ourselves, but we are very harsh towards ourselves. Yes, and they appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I don't want to know what's in their history that would make that a thing. I think they just love how honest I am about how stupid, ignorant, and fat and white I am. Because I'm all those things. <laughs> I think, yeah, when you did your Alex Kidd Miracle World episode. 
<laughs> so that's what five more Australian fans out there. You guys told. Uh, oh, just your- to add to that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just to add to how ignorant I am today when I was going to try to take a check. <laughs> I can't believe you're admitting this on the air. Why not? What he's about to state is true and amazing. This is unbelievable. I've never. heard This, this is the earliest we've we've met to play a game. Yeah, like, th- it was early when we met today. So I got up a little earlier than I normally do. Yeah. So I was kind of out of it when I was getting ready to take a shower. And uh, just I'll just say this. I didn't realize until I looked down and felt wet, wet cloth that I still had my shirt on when I got in the shower. <laughs> How does this happen? <laughs> Ever. I was in a state of fog. Okay. <laughs> I had Christmas music playing on my phone, and I was just listening to that, trying to wake up, and I got to the shower, the next thing I know, oh, I should probably take my shirt off. <laughs> so, just when you think, man, my life's falling apart around me, just ask yourself, have you ever gotten in the shower with your clothes on by accident? <laughs> and then got on a stupid podcast. I w- <laughs> Australia. I once, I once, I once uh, accidentally brushed my teeth with... Neosporin. So, <laughs> Neosporin, <laughs> antibiotic cream. Yeah. Health is my mouth had ever been. <laughs> yep. So, how are we celebrating Australia? Well, I mean, I think part of this got started after your Alex Kidd and Miracle World oh, yeah. episode when, when basically you guys told Australia, hey, this game you love isn't so great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the idea sort of started floating around. What else can we find that's Australian that we can set them straight on? That yeah. We can either find common ground and say, yeah, you guys are right about this. So, here was going to be a segment where ignorant American guys are going to try some Australian, what do you call these things? Snacks? Treats. Treats. Australian it's, treats. It's Little Debbie versus Australia, really. Yeah, and we're going to review them. <laughs> we will so, review them. So, Derek has very kindly gone to the world market, which isn't as fancy as it sounds. It's a, it's a store that sells food from all Im- around the world. Imported food. Imported food. This is food directly from Australia that is distinctly Australian. And right. If, if you're in Australia, I mean, it's going to sound common to you, but we've never had any of this, or we've never really had anything yeah. right. close to any of this as far Some as of it doesn't even sound real until Derek brought so, it. I was like, oh, For disclosure, real. I know I, for a fact, have never tried any of this stuff. No, me either. No, never. So this is the and first time for all three of us. We haven't even opened any of it. We're, yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> Yeah. So all this is going to be on air. If you can't stand here and people eat or open up things on the audio, yes. uh, you just might want to skip it's this It's going to be a live review of several Australian <laughs> treats. Yes. And I would say three of them are sweet treats and then one of yeah. them isn't. Uh, what do you guys want to start with? I feel like you should save that one for last. Don't even say what right. it is yet. Yeah. Don't, don't you think? I think I think so. that's going to be the grand finale. Yeah, I okay. think so. All right. <laughs> so we've got... Let's, get, let's go and get the, the licorice out of the way. All right. So we've all got... Right. This is Australia's Daryl Lee soft eating eating licorice green apple flavor. It's made down under. It proudly claims on the package. I want to go ahead and give a disclosure on my end. I've never liked licorice. <laughs> Everybody have a smell. We can. It's definitely green apple. It smells all right. Yeah, it smells it's, all right. It smells good. It's yeah. It's less less licorice and more green apple. So we're going to review these on a one to ten scale yep. based on what they are. This is candy. This is a really big piece of licorice. It's a log. It's a licorice log. Y'all heat it up under the eye Sauron. Everybody talk amongst yourselves. We're going to be chewing this for a while. So, I mean, this is a celebration of America and Retro Bliss, too, because we're all about eating. Yeah, that's true. All right, here we go. All right. When you say soft eating, what what is soft in Australia? It's really chewy. It's crazy chewy. You know what it reminds me of? I should, wait, I just I made a mistake. I put the whole thing in my mouth. Y'all just bit some off. I'm going to say this isn't that bad. It's not bad. 
I gotta say, it really reminds me of a Twizzler. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. Here in the States, we have something called a Twizzler, which is probably worldwide. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a really thick Twizzler. I gotta say, this is a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah, this, this isn't really This is licorice. actually really good. This is a licorice to well, me. I like started it. on a high point here. <laughs> I like it. The more we're going to eat the whole thing. Hold <laughs> <laughs> it in my mouth. Does this come in other flavors? Mm-hmm. What other flavors is this? They have mango, coconut, yeah. uh, blueberry, well, blueberry, pomegranate, and then yeah. strawberry and original licorice. Oh, strawberry. strawberry yeah. I really want to try strawberry. I, I figured that one was going to be good, so that's why I didn't get it. <laughs> this is pretty good. Well, Australia, your, what brand was that? Daryl Lee. All right, let's give it a review. Your Daryl Lee licorice. Trevor, what score do you give it? I mean, as far as chewy candy goes, this is good. I'm going to give it a, a 7.5. Derek? I'm going to give it an 8. I would eat this stuff all day. Good job, Australia. i got to say, green apple is quite good. I really want to try strawberry now. Mm-hmm. i got to give this at least a 7.5. Honestly, this is. I think we accidentally started on a really high note. This licorice is retro bliss approved. Yeah. <laughs> we also started with the thing that's going to be chewing the loudest. It's, yep. Everybody's already turned off by now for the rest well, of it. Let me check yep. it down with some uh, American Pepsi. My diabetes. This is crazy good. I ain't going to lie. I'm probably eat some of this good later. All right. Next up, we have Arnett's Tim Tam original flavor. It's the most irresistible chocolate biscuit, and there's no substitute for quality, it says. What is Ooh. Tim Tam? Is that like the brand, or does that mean something? I assume it's the brand. Uh, you go ahead and open it. I'll look up Tim Does that mean something? <laughs> it just sounds like something. Like Let it. us know, Australia. Does that uh, mean something? It's like, shut your mouth. Tim Tam. Okay, it doesn't look anything like it did on the box. That's a good sign. Oh, no, it doesn't. No, okay, that one's just separated. So quality isn't... So there so, is a substitute for quality. It's just a brand of chocolate biscuit. Don't mean anything. Okay. Does and that mean something? No. no. <laughs> Sorry for all the wrestling. Here. On Google, the first thing people ask is, are penguins and Tim Tams the same thing? <laughs> I guess they didn't have that brand where I bought these. Okay. Get a Tim Tam. Okay. Let's, right. let's smell them first. It smells like chocolate. It, it smells like hot chocolate, like a cup of hot chocolate. It does. So I'll Tim Tams. Nope, but there went one on the floor. It smells like in your leg. <laughs> all right. Are we ready? How did y'all smash That's the a family. piece of food between your kneecaps? <laughs> Here, I'll lay this one there. It's still good. All right. All right, Tim Tam. Here we go. All right. Tim Tam in it. Mmm. Good crunch. Mmm. I think I'm going to move to Australia. This is dang delicious. I wasn't expecting all these to be that good. I gotta say, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, uh, if, uh, ice cream, you know, those ice cream sandwiches, mm-hmm. if they were not cold and they were ice cream. <laughs> I was gonna say cat. Does it remind you of a sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> you know, sub sandwich. Because <laughs> we take a piece of bread, but you don't cut it all the way down the middle. Th- that one was cut all the way down the middle. That's why it yeah. fell. Uh-huh. Um Gosh, this is like a a Kit Kat, but I like it better than Kit Kat. I can't go that far because I love Kit Kat. Kit Kat's have never been my favorite. But I will say, it's pretty good. It's much better than an Oreo, which is what I was kinda thinking they were gonna be like was Oreos. Yeah. It's ten I, times better than an Oreo. I like I, Oreos though. I can't eat Oreos without milk. I mean, I'll I'm eat this with. I'll, I would eat this above a regular normal Oreo. Like, like the I would eat this above a Kit Kat. All right, so I will say, compared to what we ate before this, what were these liquor things called? Soft eating licorice. I still Real. like that better than this, but this is still quite good. You're not a big chocolate fan, though, really. I'm really not, but I mean, I do like certain chocolate candies. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this good. one a 
I'm going to give it a nine because as far as cookie top biscuits go, I mean, I like this better than anything that little Keebler elf has. What are you giving it? I love it. I, I'm going to give it eight and a half. I'm not the biggest chocolate fan in the world, but I think this is delicious. I'm going to give us a seven and a half. It's pretty good. Tim Tam, you're the man. Retro Tim Tam? Approved. <laughs> Jim Jam. So this next one that Derek's going to introduce was the one I was looking forward to. <laughs> it, it looks the best on the package. It's, so it's wrong, the, we're probably going to be disappointed. This is by the, the most proud one of our Australian heritage, for sure, because it's it's got a huge thing on the front that says Australian made and owned. It's the delicious Aussie treat with a crunch. It's men's candy honeycomb. And it also, interestingly enough, men's with a Z. It's, <laughs> Every bag you buy helps save the orangutan's habit, which I didn't think was an Australian thing. I guess they're branching out there. Well, good. So, right, we're doing so it's men's brand candy honeycomb. The delicious Aussie treat with a crunch. Now, I was, this is the one I was most excited to try. One of my favorite cereals is honeycombs. Wow, those are huge. <laughs> so They're much lighter Derek, weight. Holy cow. Those things are huge. I think so. I hope so. They're much, they're much lighter weight than I thought they were going to so be. So I'll take a picture of all this uh, after we've destroyed it and put it on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Retro Bliss. I'll take a picture after. <laughs> so if you want to look for any of this, you can buy it yourself uh, if you go to Australia. You ready? Time for some men's I'm trying honeycomb. To decide, Does anybody want some water to wash your mouth out or are you good? I'm trying to decide to smell if I like the smell or not. I feel like the Tim Tam smelled better than this. Yeah, it, I feel like after washing the Tim Tam down with Pepsi, this may not be sweet enough. This, the, yeah, this just smells like blank chocolate. Like there's no good, <laughs> there's no good smell to it. All right, this is the one I had the most anticipation yeah. for. Let's see if it lives up. Let's do it. All right, go. Oh, it's hard. Ow! Oh, oh, oh so my hard. gosh! This is so it's a butterfinger. Put, put your tongue on this stuff, like on the killer stuff. It is. It's like a sponge. It's like a sponge. Instead of crunch, I did not expect it to be this hard. Mm. It feels like like pumice in the middle, like that rock that floats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how you say it. But pumice? Pumice. <laughs> You've been on Retro Bliss three or four times now. I think your vocabulary's done. <laughs> I've, I've made too much contact right here. It's rubbing oh, off. Oh, man, it does taste like pumice. <laughs> mm. Okay. Hmm. I gotta say, it's not terrible. Just eat the stuff in the middle. Like, <laughs> and let it dissolve in your mouth. <laughs> that was, I, I can hear that. That was my teacher just trying to eat the middle point of this. Like, let me eat a bite of this right on the microphone. No, <laughs> this is a serious crunch. This is good radio. This is a serious crunch. <laughs> well, I mean, that is the tagline. It's a delicious saucy treat with a crunch. But I'm just... The crunch is right. I'm not sure about the delicious part. It's not uh, terrible. It's not. It's just kind of average. Does that make sense? Like, I think I'll take the Tim Tam over this. I can't figure out what the middle's supposed to be. A honeycomb, I guess. Apparently. All right. So I guess let's, let's review You go ahead it. and review it. Of the ones we've tried, this is the worst of them. The other two I would eat above this any day, which is kind of disappointing because this is one I was looking forward to the most, which makes sense, I guess. That's probably how it should be. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna give us a five. I think this is average at best. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with a four because, I mean, I would be happier just with the chocolate on the outside without that stuff in the middle because I don't know what it is. It's pumas. I'll be honest. I think I like a little bit more than. It's killing him. I just choking on. I'm gonna go back to this on liquor. This stuff's great. I think I like a little bit more than y'all. I'm gonna go six. Just a six. I think it's okay. All right, now it's time for the big finale. So the grand finale, the one that I'm the most scared about, if I'm being honest. I'm going to get some water to wash my mouth out. So, 
Now, this stuff I've always heard about in passing. And in songs. And in songs. <laughs> Usually in sandwich form. Yeah. Now, of course, <laughs> Trevor makes noises in the background. Just so everybody knows, uh, we each have a piece of toast in front of us. What makes this a piece of toast is that it's one slice of bread. <laughs> Lightly toasted. Uh, now, we toasted these before we got on air, so they're already cold. <laughs> yep. Cold toast. Now, we're not just going to eat toast. We're going to put something on this toast. Derek, what are we putting on it? It is Vegemite yeast extract. <laughs> now, to, to, to set the stage for what we think of this is... <laughs> We sort of said it tastes like something they would only feed to convicts because it's just leftovers for making other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Australians. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one I'm most scared about because um, it just... I want to smell it. We have Let's something here in the States, or at least in the southern states, called liver mush, which just sounds gross and it looks gross. And it is gross in my opinion. But we we grew up eating it, so I love it. I don't care for it at all. <laughs> um. To me, this is like a liver mush. It's like one of those things, if you didn't grow up eating it, I'm afraid it's going to be disgusting, but we'll find out. All right, let's see. All right. Derek, uh, Vegemite. Vegemite. For the first crack, time. Cracking it open here. Give it a smell. Oh, wow. oh that looks mm, good. Look at that. <laughs> it looks thick. It looks like, oh, man, I already smell it. I'm a mile away from it. <laughs> Woo! It's got, a, it's got an aroma. It's Vegemite. Got... Let me smell the Vegemite. Oh. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> you know what it it's, smells like? It looks thick as It hard. smells like the like hamster pellets, the food. <laughs> At a which end? The food end. <laughs> okay. The, the food look, look end. Inbound it, look how thick it looks. It's so thick. Well, to well be my fair, lunch is spoiled. I'll put it that way. I was going to be... <laughs> to be fair, it's probably not supposed to store it at 60 degrees. <laughs> like it is in this basement. Now, Will, I'm going to warn you guys. I've heard that most people, when they eat Vegemite for the first time, make the mistake of putting too much on their toast. Um, so... I mean, oh, wow. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. It looks like, it looks like what we're all going to be doing soon. Let's just put it that way. After all this food. Uh, so, um, I'm sorry. I know this is an audio podcast, so I'm going to try to describe what we're doing here. Johnny, Johnny's snapping a picture so we can upload it later. Um, so, the Vegemite spreads very dark brown. It? Oh, the smell. <laughs> Wait, let me ask. Is this supposed to be sweet? <clears throat> like no, it's, it's not uh, sweet. Like a butter it's, or something? It's, it's almost like a... <clears throat> Like a savory. It's now, a savory how, flavor. Okay. Is this crazy like, popular in Australia? I, my understanding it is. It's that, and they not only eat it on things like toast, but they use it sort of almost like a soup base, like beef stock. Like you put it in a soup to give it a, a meaty, savory flavor without actually adding meat. I kind of hate that I'm putting mine on last because I'm just not looking forward to it. <laughs> now put enough you can taste it. Yeah, I mean, I know you're not supposed to go too thick, but go go thick enough you can get a good bite. I think it's thick enough. Uh, okay. I think you're probably good there. I'm gonna take a big bite. <laughs> I was gonna put it like that. <laughs> big swab. I mean, it's really. I mean, <laughs> ah. it looks. It looks like. So we we've been. Very, we we can't just, stop giggling long enough to eat it. We've been very kind so far. Everything we've eaten has been at least decent. I think. Yeah, I mean, some of it's been dang delicious. Yeah. So at least Australia has a winning record with us. I mean, I mean, honestly, but, I would go back to that licorice any day. I but this is Vegemite. Good. This is a different world. And I think. What a name. Is that and enough or do I need more? I think that's good, but I think in honor of Australia, we should all flip our toast upside down to put the Vegemite closest to our tongue to get oh gosh. to get good flavor. Uh, don't smell it on your bread. Don't smell it on your bread. <laughs> don't go for the big crust side. Go for the side crust so you're not you're not overpowering it with crust. <clears throat> all right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Oh, it's salt. <laughs> It burns. 
Google. What's it burn? Oh, that's awful. I want to eat some of this liquor. Oh, that's really oh god. Nine dollars that jar was. Nine dollars. Nine dollars. We're paying for your food. Oh. I had a coupon. I don't know if I can swallow it. Come on. Oh, Get no. it down. Get it down. I swallowed mine. I took a huge bite. That's just awful. Oh, gosh. It, it tastes oh. like it looks. Now, there's a reaction we were hoping. Australia. Oh, mm. Australia, your other food's quite awesome. Oh, that's awful. But your Vegemite. It won't go away either. I'm, I'm drinking. It's on my lips. I'm licking my lips. <laughs> as soon as it hit my mouth, I knew it was awful. Why does this exist? <laughs> Why does this exist? <laughs> Who likes oh, this? It's, Please, tell me if you like this. I want to know. <laughs> it's leftover nutrients they can feed the prisoners. That's why it exists. Uh, I'm not sugarcoating it. Australia. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's awful. That's oh. probably the worst thing I've eaten in a long time. I mean, at first it just tastes really salty. Yeah. But then the flavor comes through. And that's exactly what you'd expect. It's like the stuff they rub off the bottom of barrels. I ate food recently that gave me food poisoning, and that was a better experience than what I just ate. <laughs> oh, that was horrendous. I didn't think it was going to be good, but I didn't think it'd be so bad we couldn't even form a sentence to review it. There was a few times, and I'm not oh, just yeah, saying we need, this. We need to give a score. There's a few times where I honestly thought for a second I was going to gag. Honestly, like it was, I felt it in my throat. It's All not. Right, good. Uh, I'm going to give that a zero. I'm going to give. Oh. I'm giving it a zero. It's not good. Well, I don't see any use for this stuff. <laughs> Can this like when we retire? Can you uh, when we reviewed the Uncanny X Men? Uh, did we go back and get a zero or zero point five? I think we go to zero point five because zero would be non-existent. <laughs> so I guess technically we should give us a zero. I mean, you 5. can eat it and I'm not gonna, like immediately vomit it up. So zero point one is what I'm giving it. I'm giving it a zero point five. I was going to give it a 0.5, but it ruined the piece of toast that I liked. So That's true. You can take something good and make it terrible. <laughs> oh, that was awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, say, give an EA a Star Wars franchise. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. So, speaking of Christmas miracles, Vegemite... I'm sorry, but that's the lump of coal. <laughs> However, let's be positive. The other food we tried from there was well above average and quite good, That actually. Tim Tam was... Tim Tamerific. Tim Tamerific. The licorice was... Amazing! Yeah. I really liked it quite a bit. I really and want the honeycomb was pretty decent. I thought, yeah. Uh, but Tim Barnett just—I uh, just saw he commented, so I'm going to go and read his name on there okay. or his uh, comment because he's uh, one of our Aussie fans. All right. So real Tim Barnett. So this is his fault. Oh, and he's talking about food. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask you live on the air, even though this isn't a conversation that he can respond to right now. Um, what do you think of Vegemite, Mister Barnett? But real Tim Barnett commented on our Instagram. He said he loves the Christmas tree brownie game. Oh, it's on my fingers. What's the Christmas tree brownie game? He posted a picture of Christmas tree brownies with the Nintendo 64 controller oh, plugged God. into them. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the, yep. There you go. He said he had this on, <laughs> he had this on the Sega Christmas plate one year, but I didn't have the optional Sega power for it. So I had to use hand gestures. <laughs> so smart Alec comment. I would expect no less from Australia. <laughs> I'm glad we hated their Vegemite. <laughs> well, Mr. Barnett, your country makes really good Tim Tam and really nasty barley yeast Just extract. Stick to something with mostly sugar in it. That's, yeah. our, that's our advice for all oh, Australians. Your sweet, your sweet treats are pretty amazing. Oh, The stuff you put on your bread for some reason is the I'll worst be honest. thing you can do. <laughs> something three. called Vegemite should taste exactly like that. 
It's I exactly just don't understand expect. why they eat this instead of using it to patch their tires. <laughs> Which is what it feels like it should be used for. <laughs> oh, and he, Tim Barnett also commented, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Australia. I feel like um, we need to send them a care package with something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe some jelly, something let's to put on some, toast. Let's send them some daggum, uh, some uh, uh, little sw- Debbie's, sweet yeah. little Debbie's or something. So when you're huddled around your Christmas trees, whenever you celebrate Christmas, and if you do in Australia, uh, remember to send your friends a box of Tim Tam and your enemies a case of Vegemite. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree with that. And that's been our Australian blowout food oh. review. We're probably going to have a few blowouts soon. <laughs> uh, and that really just leaves one order of business. And what? I'm still trying to wash this down. I'm sorry. It's like it doesn't go away. It's just, it's every part of your mouth that touched, it just stays and lingers there. Let's take a picture of all the toast here. The, the one body you toast. <laughs> Literally, that's all I ate was that, and it was that terrible. I mean, look at this. All right. One order of business. Let's try to get through this. I know we're all choking. Go ahead. Uh, that is... The Blitz Quiz! I was wondering if you could say it with me. Nope. Here we should. So, guys, I made a bliss quiz, and you two are going to compete against each other. I can't take a photo because <laughs> my phone's full. That's fine. Whatever. I have one special surprise left after Johnny's done taking a selfie with the Vegemite. That's that's how bad it is. It's a celebrity. <laughs> one special surprise left. Final. Trevor's digging in a bag. Talk amongst yourselves. So, to sort of. In a weird way, continue celebrating Australia. We've been playing a game recently, uh, Forza Horizon 3. That's right. It's really not a new game, but it's a modern game. Yeah, and we love it. It's a very fun game. And one of the best things about that game is that it's set in Australia, which apparently is beautiful. But also, there's a Hot Wheels island you can go to. That's amazing. With loop-to-loops, twists, and Hot Wheels cars. It's a lot of fun. And so I've got you guys a gift. Uh Uh-oh. Each. Which you should recognize. <laughs> yes. Sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> the bone shaker. <laughs> so you can describe that while I tear this out. <laughs> it's literally the... Oh, it even says Forza yeah, Motorsport on it. It's got the same paint job as the one in the game. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's one of the cars you play in Forza Horizon. Uh, one of the How would you describe it? It's like a hot rod. <clears throat> yeah, it's like an old street rod. Yeah. With, with a skull and fire on it. It really reminds me of the... I mean, it looks different, but for some reason it just gives a vibe of the Munsters vehicle. You remember that? Yeah. From the Monster yeah. Show, Monster Show. Like, it's awesome. Sweet. So, then we'll be playing with this. I know. That's what I've already almost taken it out of the yeah. box to roll it around yeah. the desk, but so, I know that's just going to make too much noise. If you want to take it out, I actually made a <laughs> okay. thing here. All right, so we have if you don't want to open it, you can use this little guy. No, we're opening it. We're opening So, this is just a last minute decision because, you know, audio podcast, I know how it works. You should have a lot of visuals. Yes. <laughs> and so, for the Bliss Quiz this time, I've created a little uh, shoddily made racetrack. We're professional podcasts. And we're just going to see who makes it further on the racetrack by answering questions correctly. So, you gave us both the same car. Yep. <laughs> so you got the same car. <laughs> so, you can choose between them. Oh, nice. It's a, uh, yeah, looks like a plastic bottom. I expect no less these days. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Your first question. Play along at home if you feel like it. And you guys, these are all, uh, well, the first four are all multiple choice. So just ring in with your name when you think you know the answer. 
or hold out and listen to all the answers if you'd like. You know how it works. So I'm going to shut up. First question. Derek's still eating licorice. Go ahead. All right. I kind of want another piece. <laughs> Guys, hold it together. All right. <clears throat> Which of these is a false statement? You both know what that word means. False. So which is, Say that for me. Which is false. <laughs> Mario Kart 64 has eight selectable characters. Mario Kart 64 had 3D character sprites. Derek. False. It, that was false. They're 2D sprites. Yep. Because you can tell when they rotated yep. on the... We didn't talk about that, but... <laughs> when the, the ending, if you won a cup, was longer than any ending from any Mario game ever. Where it showed you on the podium getting the trophy, and you could tell when it rotated around, they were two D, just dropped in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The character sprites aren't three D at all; just the track. I didn't pay any attention <clears throat> to that. The other two things which are true: it has sixteen race courses and four battle tracks, and then it was intended as a launch game, but Nintendo focused its uh, resources on the Mario sixty four. Right. Which I would have known all those. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So move him up one. Jump the gun. Right. So which one's there? The, that one. He moved up one on the racetrack. Uh-oh. Pulled into the lead. I didn't really think through these spaces, so we'll figure it out. Do I get an item to throw at him? <laughs> we'll find out what was the original title of this game intended to be there's three choices Super Mario Kart 3D Mario Kart 2 Super Mario Kart R uh, Johnny Super the first one Super Mario Kart 3D Super Mario Kart 3D was not the original title that leaves Mario Kart 2 and Super Mario Kart R why didn't I just let Derek go first <clears throat> Just in typical Nintendo fashion, I'm going to go with the last one just because it has Super in it. I don't, I don't feel like Nintendo ever misses an opportunity to put Super in there somewhere. That's true. Super Mario Kart R, which I think stood for Super Mario Kart Rendered, was the original title. Well, for crap. Uh-oh. Derek's now two up on the track. <laughs> I don't know if I have enough spaces. Is that a space? Oh, yeah. There we go. Now you're there and you're there. Okay. So, four choices for this one. This is This is a pretty cool one. So Donkey Kong, we mentioned, was a character in the game, uh, probably because of the popularity of Donkey Kong Country. That's how bad you might have only. And he <laughs> just takes it. Oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> Why does this exist? Retro West. Australia. <laughs> <clears throat> so which character was replaced by Donkey Kong? So this character was supposed to be in the game, but they chose Donkey Kong instead. Okay. Was it Shy Guy, Blooper, Magikoopa, Dry bones. Derek. All right. I'm going to go with, well, I'm going to go with Magic Koopa just because, uh, well, I'm just doing it. I think it's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I never would have guessed that one anyway. I was already so, thinking shy guy. Derek is three spaces through this racetrack and Johnny's still starting See, line. See, the bad thing is I was, thinking, button at the right I was thinking Magic Koopa was... The little turtle, because the turtle was in Mario Kart for the Super I Nintendo. I thought Magic Koopa's the one with the wand. It does yeah, stuff. yeah that, that's right. what I realized after yeah, I said it, wizard. that I was wrong, but it turned out to be right. <laughs> well, Johnny, at least, still, I got, at least I got a car out of this. <laughs> you can still tie, somehow, maybe. We'll see. There's still two more regular questions. <laughs> so, uh, regular. He said regular questions. <laughs> Let's see, which one do I do next? Don't know. It's, it's multiple choice of his own questions. We'll, we'll just keep it the same. Uh, call in with your name. There's three choices. <clears throat> Which is a true statement? Toad was voiced by a convicted felon. Rare provided the character model for, Don- for Donkey Kong. The bananas were licensed by Dole. <laughs> <laughs> Toad was voiced by a convict. Rare provided the character model for Donkey Kong. 
Johnny, I, I want to go. It's the second one. The rare provided the character model for Donkey Kong. Actually, that's right. Oh, I get the oh, move. No. Johnny's yeah. on starting line. He's, he's catching me. <laughs> Johnny or Derek pressed the A button at the right time. I got the speed boost. The losers are going to eat Vegemite. <laughs> oh, I thought about that. Just a spoonful. Because I knew it was going to be bad. <laughs> I thought about the loser having to eat a spoonful of Vegemite, but I didn't want y'all to hate me. <laughs> I think it's still on my teeth, to be honest with you. How bad would that be to have to eat like a teaspoonful? I, mean, I couldn't do it. Like, you vomit on that. I wouldn't wouldn't vomit. I would honestly vomit on that. <laughs> we missed an opportunity there. Love Australia. <laughs> so the last question... Is uh, your boat's just gonna have to? Should have you write it down? No, just to be honest, this is just gonna be a number. Prices, right rules. Don't go over. How much on eBay just a few minutes ago was a case of six brand new Mario Kart sixty fours sealed? Sealed. It's the player's choice version, so the more recent version. But somebody had a case of six, just like it was being shipped to a store. Wow! And they're not gonna break them up. They're gonna sell the whole case of six. Of course. Yeah. I feel like they can make a lot more money. By breaking the case, since they're all still sealed. But I don't know. What do I know? Uh, just so you know, it's the player's choice. <clears throat> the box was a little bit damaged, so one of the games, the box was a little bit damaged. Don't uh, go over. Uh, prices in U.S. dollars. Oh, my gosh. Who's going first? We'll let Mike Derek go first, because he has the the lead. I know it's going to be astronomical. I'm just not sure how astronomical. I'm going to go $899. Okay, Johnny? Uh, if you think okay. he's over, you could go a dollar, or you could go any amount you want. I feel like it might be more than that. I knew if it was a sealed NES game, it would definitely be more than that. If but just, I don't know if Nintendo 64 is in that frame where it's not at its full value yet. If just an open copy is going for 40 bucks, and I'm assuming it's just cartridge. You already got 160 bucks just for four open ones. Yeah. Or six. No, it's six, not four. Yeah, it's six. six. Oh. And these are sealed. So, yeah, 240 bucks. Uh... I'm going to go 1500 1500 So I think this guy's expecting to get extra because it's still in the shipping box. Uh, $2,400. Oh. Well, so Johnny was Johnny, that question. Johnny's catching oh. again. <laughs> but he's still one space behind. And there's just nothing you can do because no, Johnny but... said that the items kind of drive him crazy. So, Oh, wait. Johnny has a blue shell. <laughs> <laughs> a blue dot. <laughs> Final chance to kill the leader. Johnny has to roll... We'll say a five or six. I'm making this up on the fly. If he rolls a five or a six, he blows Derek off the track and takes a cheap victory. It's cheap, but eh, still a victory. Yeah. Anything less, Derek just wins. Here it goes. Okay. Oh, yeah! No. <laughs> you guys are terrible to guess. You gave me hard oatmeal cream pies, made me bring a bunch of Australian food, and then flipped me over with a blue shell. Where did yeah. you pay for it? Where did you pay for the Johnny has won the cheap way after complaining about the luck factor. And uh, that's how we roll in Retro Blist. Oh, gosh. The only thing left to do is, before we go uh, uh, do vomit in unison. I need to wash my face. <laughs> Just in case there's any residual Vegemite. Yeah. Uh, Patreon shout-outs. the only thing we have left. Yep, let's do it. Head to patreon.com, uh, donate, and you get to vote on what game you want us to cover. Last week, we covered uh, Die Hard Arcade, which was a Patreon pick. Um, so, hey, if you want to torture us with, say, a really bad game, this is your way to do it. Yes. But go to patreon.com and I'm going to shout out our patrons. We have Keith Farnham, who is Farnham, a good person. Good try. I'll try again. Uh, Michael Thompson. Listen, Michael Thompson, I like you. And try to that Vegemite has made in your country. I don't know now. We like most things about you and your country yeah. except for Vegemite. You also make Tim Tam, so we're even. Yeah. Uh, Timothy McGowan, old Timmy Mac, 
You are Timmy... Riffick? Riffick, yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Andrew Coed. I'm helping. Part of the You're show. You're a co guy. No, that doesn't cool work. Cool guy. Co-ed. I don't know what you're trying to do. We um, like you, Andrew. We like you. Caleb Dixon. You do not live in Australia. I'm pretty sure we said that last week, and I apologize. We just got on a kick. We got carried away. <laughs> Apparently, we said he lived in Australia, and I know he didn't, but we still said it. <laughs> we just said it about everybody. Yeah. So, uh, Mike Vito is definitely Australian. Yeah. Hundred no. percent, definitely Australian. <laughs> yep. No, uh, Mike Vito, you're if real you, neato. I've said that before. He's so Australian. If you throw him, he comes back to you like a boomerang. <laughs> yes, Mike Vito, you jump around like a kangaroo to us, <clears throat> and that's why you need to donate on Patreon because of those shout outs. That's right. For those reasons, <laughs> you probably no. need a new level. Just if somebody donates some astronomical figure, Johnny will eat half a tub of Vegemite. Oh God, <laughs> is it worth your death? And then have to it clear you out. It has to be a hundred bucks. <laughs> I was thinking higher than that. You sold yourself cheap. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> we sit here for forty minutes watching him eat Vegemite. Oh gosh, that'd be the dumbest. And then he's done like, hey, retro bliss is a co thing. I get fifty bucks for that. I'm gonna need ten for the Vegemite. Be the hardest, be hardest forty bucks ever made. So yeah, Derek needs ten to buy the Vegemite. You got to yeah. give me fifty because it's half my show. Yeah, uh, patrons gonna take like ten bucks. So right, it's 30 so bucks. 30 bucks. That'd be the toughest 30 bucks ever. Right yeah. <laughs> hey, that's been Retro Blist. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never again because you brought the Vegemite. Yeah. I'm thanks. vanished from the Shire. Thanks for joining us. We hope everybody has a great holiday, whatever holiday you celebrate. Have a great Merry Celebrate. Co- celebrate. Okay. Celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> it's time to celebrate. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. Are we going to have an episode before the New Year? Yeah, I think so. I you think our a, next one. We're going to have a Boxing Day episode. So it's Ooh. Australian themed again, except that's kind of British. So we technically probably should have done this then, but we didn't. Because <laughs> we don't do no, things we, right We want this to be out, so they, they'll be, they'll all be drunk on Boxing Day. They won't listen to there you. There we anymore. go. And uh, hitting <laughs> each Vegemite. other. On Vegemite. Yeah, drunk so, on Vegemite. Because we all know Boxing Day is where everybody throws cardboard boxes at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, they'll play Mike Tyson, I think. Punch out. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. That sounds good to me. Yeah. But I think our next episode is our year in Spectacular. Am I correct? I believe so. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. We've got some ideas. It's one of my favorite shows of the year. That we'll probably when fail we at. Before. So, <laughs> just like in life in general, or me trying to take a shower, we're probably going to fail. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Even you, Andrew Coed. Even you. Yeah. Derek, again, thanks for joining us. Uh, as always, uh, this is Johnny Townsend signing off for Trevor Frank. I'm acting like this is History Creeps because that's how always in that. Um, Trevor, I'll give you a dollar if you eat more Vegemite. No. <laughs>